boys and girls all over the world tune and dial in to the show where the host put what they hate most on a wheel and give a spin because it's movie night and the time is right to kick back and let go if you're in the mix and you like good flicks then you came to the wrong show it's the weekly watch wheel it's the weekly watch wheel with matt jimmy and shamlin dude oh my gosh what uh I forgot to tell you this. You know how you don't like that um, Sigourney Weaver is th- uh, the voice uh, at uh, Jewel of yeah. Morro Bay Aquarium in Finding Dory. Yeah. yeah. So we just rewatched Wall-E, which is one of our favorite movies. Yeah. And she's was she like the voice of the ship, not like the bad guy computer thing. Yeah, I feel like the autopilot has its own voice, but, like, yeah, the ship has a voice. Yeah, so, like, when the captain's talking to, like, the ship's, like, I don't know, Siri kind of program, it's Sigourney Weaver, which I couldn't tell if that was a reference to Galaxy Quest, Mm. because she speaks for the ship. Yeah, Um, I have one job to do on this ship. (laughs) It's stupid, but I'm the dude. But I was pretty stoked about that, and then I was like, oh, that's cool that she's, like, a disembodied voice in two Pixar yeah. movies. It's interesting. You said, uh, it's kind of Siri? Not Riri. <laughs> <laughs> hey everybody, welcome to the Weekly Watch Wheel, where we'll watch a movie. If you can call it that. Mm, sometimes we just watch a steaming pile of dookie. Mm. My name is Matt, and I'm here with my friend James. Oh, Jimmy, hey. how are you doing? I'm doing all right. Yeah? Still a little sick. Definitely sick of watching certain movies. Mm, coming in hot. Oh, yeah. It was... We I, I had a talk with our uh, third primary member of the wheel. Okay. Our third wheel, if you will. Totally. And I'm really getting frustrated with every week watching a bad movie and then having a certain member of the group fall asleep five minutes into it and then have to watch it the next day before we record. So I end up having to watch it multiple times. Well, you've referred to this person a few times. Wait, whoa, whoa, I was trying to leave it anonymous, not <laughs> say exactly who I'm talking about. Gotcha. I feel like you're talking about me. Oh, hey, there's another person here. What's up, Shanley? How you doing? I'm all right. Just wondering why my husband's talking about me, like I'm not right here. Well, we try to record this podcast in different rooms. Yeah. We see each other, see enough of each other. I didn't want to point at you, but if the boot fits. Say it again. I mean, it's true. I do fall asleep every single time we watch a movie. I feel like when I drink coffee on Tuesdays, and I have been trying to do that lately, I feel like that's been pretty <laughs> successful. You've had to medicate to upkeep. <laughs> I really have. But like, what was it? Mr. Toad? I stayed oh, awake for that one. The shortest movie we've <laughs> watched on night. here? Yeah. Yep. Scary <laughs> Stories. Yeah. Leprechaun 4 in Space. What movie? Leprechaun. Mm. No. No. How do you say it? Leprechaun, Leprechaun 4 in Force. <laughs> okay. I was already... I thought I messed up the first word. So, okay. 
Well, you said Leperford, and that's ridiculous. Yeah, don't make it sound Leperford. It's Leprechaun. <laughs> so I did mess it up. Yes. Okay. Uh. I can't remember if I stayed awake for House on Haunted Hill. I think you did. It's impossible to tell. I know we had to watch it the next day. Yeah. Well, okay, so the past three movies, I know one of them was the shortest that we've seen, but... Right. I was doing really well, and then I forgot to drink coffee yesterday, and it was painful, and the combo of those... Jeez. Yeah, look, maybe, maybe it's the coffee, but maybe, like, laying down <laughs> on your side... Like with a pillow and a blanket, maybe that's part of the problem too. I don't know. I'm not a doctor, but yeah, there's a chance. You're not a doctor. I I am a doctor, but I'm not a licensed physician. <laughs> okay. I think it's also stuffing on ice cream dinner, then ice cream and yeah. cookies. <laughs> <laughs> Turned a a vat of warmth inside of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, the, those cookies were my only source of comfort in this movie. Well, let, let's get into it. Shanley, this is all your fault. So, Whoa, hey, whoa, hey. Hey. Sorry, but there was one person in this trio <laughs> who was really excited to watch the movie. I'll who, like, take... screamed in support of picking this film. Well, you I'm were, glad you were giddy. I was giddy up, if you will. Oh, no, I won't. Get it down? God dying. I sure won't. Oh, man. Oh, I want to take a glass bottle and bash it against my own forehead. <laughs> I, I, will, I will take full responsibility for my own words. I was very excited to watch it. I'm still sort of glad that I finally watched this movie. Really? Really? Only sort of. Okay. Uh, it's kind of like a cruel bucket list sort of movie mm. for me. But... I don't I'm not going to take any of the blame for this movie even though I was excited for it. I shan't. And you shan. I shan't take the blame. <laughs> I I feel like you look guilty. <laughs> I felt bad last night. I told you guys I really didn't want to watch this one. Was... I know and I thought you were overreacting. I don't know if I said it on there. I was trying to not be a downer, but I wanted to say, like, this is the only one that I wanted to watch less than Punch Drunk Love. Wow. Like, I, my hard rule going into this was, like, just try not to pick a serious movie. Uh-huh. Like, Uncut Gems is great, but other than that, I feel like it's just the wrong direction to go in. And this was the only one on the list that I was, like, regardless of whether or not I said it, in my heart, I was, like, this is, like... The only I do not want this to happen, and you guys just both made a beeline straight for it. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, we live did. and learn. Yep. Well, tell us about well, it. Well, well. The the good thing is that Jimmy, you're not the kind of person to rub in our faces a sort of "I told you so," right? I said what I need to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I know it's uh up on the title of this episode, but Shanley, why don't you tell us what you spun, what you chose, and what we watched. Yeah, I spun Adam Sandler filmography, mm. and I chose The Ridiculous Six. And tell us about it. Tell us what time it is. Oh, man. Um, movie opens up, and we see Adam Sandler dressed 
like an Indian. Mm. Whoa. <laughs> what does that mean? How does an Indian dress? In like traditional cultural Jeez. clothing. All right, I'm just going to let you guys go with this one. Damn. See how she gets? <laughs> All right. So we find out that his name is White Knife, and he is very speedy with his knife skills. It's like yeah. a ninja. Yeah. And true to, I think you called this out about like how... A ninja. Wow. Matt, I think you called this out about how he usually is paired up with, like, a really hot wife. Yes. His fiance in this is actually named Smoking Fox. And she she is a fox. She's very she's extremely attractive. Oh yeah. I recognized her. But anyways, I'll get to that later. <laughs> he we find out that he was an orphan and he was raised by Apache Indians mm-hmm. and some guy stumbles upon their tribe and says, Hey, I'm Frank Stockburn and I was a bank robber hoodlum guy yep. and my son Tommy is probably around here somewhere and so we find out that White Knife was previously named Tommy and so Adam Sandler is Frank Stockburn's son. Wow, what a twist. I know. Frank Stockburn wants to give his son Tommy all his money and then all these other hoodlums show up, kidnap Frank, and they want him to give them the money. And so now Tommy, a.k.a. White Knife, is going off to figure out how he can get $50,000 and save his dad. There you go. It sounds like it could be good, right? I mean, it's... No. No. No? No? I'm sorry. Doesn't even sound like it. You're starting with Adam Sandler... In his, like, later years (laughs) Is a Raised by Native Americans Superhero And that's, you think It sounds like it could be pretty good From anything that starts there Not not the casting But I think that story (laughs) sounds good The story doesn't sound bad, but yes Let's talk about Adam Sandler in this role Jimmy, I think You called out about His voice And what that sounded like I have no idea what you're talking about. Last night when we were watching it, you called out that he basically sounds like he's doing Little Nicky. Oh, I didn't say that. No, I don't think he did sound like that. I think he looked exactly like (laughs) Little Nicky. Because in the beginning, he has, like, stereotypical Native American long, straight hair. And then when he's going to, like, go rescue his dad, he has to fit in with, like, American society or whatever. And so he cuts his hair off. And it's shoulder-length hair with, like, the swoop over in the front. It's, like, exactly the little Nicky hair. Hmm. But, but right. I didn't think he sounded like it. Well, he, he, I think he sounds a little bit like it. He does this kind of gravelly, almost like Clint Eastwood kind of voice, but it's really monotonous. Yeah. And it, it makes everything he says sound, and I stress this, so uninteresting. But luckily... <laughs> He's barely in this movie. Like, he is such a background character. He's like the least Adam Sandler in this movie. I'm curious why that is. 
Like, cause he's the main, he's the main character, but he is definitely, he doesn't do a whole lot. It looks like he's just kind of phoning things in, in this movie. You know, I didn't actually think about that, but yeah, I, th- I think that if you had to write down his lines, it would be very short. Yeah. I mean, like, can you think of a funny thing he said? No, 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 certainly not. <laughs> because even though you, it's hard to do that with most of the characters, I can think of at least lines that were attempting to be funny for most of them. Yeah. I can't think of anything that he said that was supposed to be funny. Yeah. It's like he was the straight man. In this. Yeah. Oh, you know, I got one. I got one. He says, I could live with the burglaries, the holdups, the accidental decapitation. But if one of you got hurt, that's something I couldn't live with. But like even that, like it's... That's the one funny thing he says. And it was funny. It is the one. Yeah, it's the but only it's one. Like, it's not even like he, the character is not saying that as a joke. It's just funny because that's a thing that happened <laughs> that he's referencing. <laughs> I am so afraid of laughing at any part of this movie because of how it will reflect on me. There are really? parts. There are parts in this movie that were funny and I laughed very loudly, but they were so few and far in between. I had an experience where this movie is really the first unfunny movie I've ever seen. It was it was so unfunny. It's a phenomenon to me that's different than a movie that's not funny. It's like everything would just hit a blank wall. Like you, you would see the jokes, see the part that was supposed to be a humorous moment, and it just fall flat. And like, dang, this movie is not this movie is unfunny and a lot of it is the fact that adam sandler is just this blank shell of a character and i'm curious why his hair is straight i mean why not because he's got very curly hair the character doesn't i feel like he should that's a weird thing that's like watching okay bad example (laughs) okay that's like watching any of the Marvel movies featuring Black Widow and being like, why is her hair like that? That's not what Scarlett Johansson's hair looks like. I guess. Like, it's just what it is in the movie. That's just what her hair looks like in the movie. It's not. No, well, I guess the reason I say it is because he he has hair like the Native American in the Apache tribe, but he's not one of them. So I think the fact that they went out of the way to give him Native American hair doesn't make sense. Yeah, you know what? That is the flaw of this movie. That's where they lost me. And if they didn't make that mistake, perfect movie. Perfect. Why don't you have the same problem in Little Nicky? What? In Little Nicky, he has the same hair. And I've never heard you be like, why is his hair straight in this movie? No, because (laughs) his character in this movie is supposed to be raised by people of a different ethnicity. And the costume that the wardrobe department gave him in this movie there weren't any jews in the old west no so he and his dad is nick nolte and he (laughs) has straight hair so like he should also have straight hair yeah i guess so i thought it was dumb no i mean it was dumb but also (laughs) it made sense i guess for what they were going for i guess all right would have been weird if he just had like a jew fro (laughs) like for no reason it's making you laugh because it's ridiculous that you think that that would have made the movie better. I think it would have. <laughs> I don't know about that. Okay, uh, so he has <laughs> he has like magical powers. 
<laughs> well, yeah. Then multiple characters throughout. Mystical the- powers. Mystical-ish. Yeah. And they're all bad. He turns into a tumbleweed. I turn into a tumbleweed. Oh, yeah, he just rolls around and people see a tumbleweed and not him. And then he turns back into a man. Yeah. And then he throws a single knife and it Let's turns into, into a knife. Let's get into his powers, because it's weird. Yeah. Okay, so that's one. Also, he can understand his brother who doesn't speak a language, who makes, like, gibberish sounds. Yeah. He speaks that guy's language at will. Yep. Like, mm-hmm. he doesn't do it the whole movie, but at a point when they're like, I wish we knew what he was saying, he, can, like, summon, he just decides yeah. to, like, oh, I'll understand you suddenly. Uh, he, he's, like, really acrobatic. Yes. Which I, like, he can run on his hands. Did that and bother you, Shanley? Like, it did. Okay, because that's has, the thing that you that bothers you. It wasn't just running on his hands, it was, like... Really fast running. He had like quicksilver speed. Yeah. 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 But only one time. Yeah, yeah. It, it Just never in the opening scene. Also, uh, I'm attributing this to him, but I don't know if this is correct. But at one point in the film, when they're stealing a chunk of gold from Harvey Keitel, mm-hmm. there's a ventriloquist it is insane dummy that, that Harvey Keitel's in this movie. Go it on. sure is. There's a ventriloquist dummy. That starts, like, speaking to Harvey Keitel, and its head spins around, kind of like Woody at the end of Toy Story. Yes. Mm -hmm. And it's Adam Sandler's voice, so I'm assuming that he's somehow possessed the dummy. (laughs) Yeah. And and he's also... Yes, the dummy's doing Adam Sandler's voice, but Adam Sandler's character also somehow does a perfect impression of Harvey Keitel's mom. It's oh, like yeah. a woman's voice. Mm-hmm. And so that that also expands his power that he also knows about Harvey Keitel's past. Yes. Uh, Jeez. He also can throw one knife and it turns into like 20 different knives. I don't remember that. That's at the end when he pins Frank. Oh, I was wondering how that happened. Yeah. He can uh, throw a knife and have it split a bullet. Yes. Um, he's He likes to climb up walls with the with knives, knives in his hands. Yeah. And then he, he also climbs down a tree. Head first. Head like- first. <laughs> and like, so like handstand, but like hands holding the knife. It was just, yeah, completely, you know, ignoring physics. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. I think that might be all of them. Yeah, we pretty much got the ones. But, but at what least the they... ones in the first movie. They might expand it in the sequel. Don't you put that evil on me, Ricky What are they trying to accomplish with these magical powers? Is it supposed to be funny? Is it supposed to look cool? Because it seems like they're kind of going for both, and it's neither. Yeah, I have no idea. I was kind of reminded of Zohan. Oh. You know, just like... It is a lot like that, like where he's like, his upper body's in the frame, but he like upkicks somebody that's like standing right in front of him. Like the foot comes like straight upward, not like, like, you know, like a normal human motion, but like, like it's an upside down leg in front of him that like moves upward. Yeah. (laughs) Classic. It's, yeah, it's so good. Uh, There, there were some... (laughs) Were we trying to answer what were they going for? Yeah. (laughs) That's why. Why? Why are we trying to answer that? Because I'm baffled by it. There were some things that were sort of cool. So when he faces off against Cicero and what Shanley was talking about, he throws a knife 
cuts Cicero's bullet in half and just pins him right between the eyes. I kind of wish that was cool, but it wasn't. Or I wish it was funny, but it wasn't. And it looked like they were going for both. Yeah. Did we mention how he can um, throw knives in the dark and, like, without being able to see? Yeah. Know, like, exactly what his target is? Like, he got the balls off a fly? Oh, Oh, he did, yeah, because he didn't want to kill the fly. He just wanted it to know that it was a welcome. Yeah. So, what I wonder is, in this world, are all of the Apaches capable of what he can do or is he like an like a is he un- the white ninja is he yeah the the <laughs> great white ninja i think i think it's everyone can do these things really because his wife is useless she gets captured all the time his sorry his fiance hmm. but it, i think it's supposed to be that he's learned all these things from what's his dad's name like Storm? screaming eagle screaming eagle you got that down. I had to look at my mm. notes. I've been not taking notes because I feel like then I retain more information. <laughs> I always think that, and then like 10 seconds later, I'm like, I don't remember what I was just thinking. I was yeah, going to. I still take a little bit of notes, but not much. For the fact that Adam Sandler is barely in this movie, it's like everybody loves him in this movie, though. Oh, yeah. That's like a fact. Oh, yeah. I mean, the rest of the cast is into him. Yeah. Like the rest of the the characters. characters, I mean, he's a cool character. Like, you know, it's not fun to watch this movie, but if we knew like White Knife, he was like our friend. Like, hey okay, man, can you do some of that cool stuff? Some mystical ish. Yeah. Also, can you make a hundred thousand dollars like in a way that you don't feel guilty about, and then share that with me? Right. Like, that's probably a lot more money today. It's right. pretty cool. Yeah. So yeah, he sucked, but I think maybe this is, even the worst. He, I well, no, actually, never mind. He's I, not the yeah, worst. Go yeah, on. Yeah, don't even go there. Yeah, uh, we know the uh, answer to that. But I literally wait. wait, 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 wait no, 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 I just I have to try to talk. I just have to say that when when you brought that up just now, I literally had to rest my head on my microphone <laughs> in in the you fatigue. Were just like, oh, God, dang. <laughs> Now you can go on. God dying. <laughs> I Don't hate him. Do that. Oh, um, so, I think this is a genius move on Adam Sandler's part because this is in the thick of his slump, and yep. I think he did a movie where it's impossible for someone to say that he was bad that he it? was the most annoying character because <laughs> he didn't do anything annoying. He just didn't do anything. Good. Like people go to an Adam Sandler movie because they're still hoping to see good Adam Sandler content mm. and they might be misguided or naive to still expect that, but they want that. And he didn't yeah. give that at all. But at the very least, no one who's a hater can be like, oh, he did the annoying Adam Sandler stuff that I hated other than just be in like a movie that's appealing to like 50 to 70 year old white men. Huh. That's true. I was thinking about it. Like, there's so many people in this movie that I feel like he didn't care what this movie was about. It was a, hey, let's, me and all my friends and family, because there's a bunch of his family in this movie, (laughs) let's all go on vacation and get paid for it. He got his son and his wife to be in this movie. 
so I really think that he just like was like I'm not gonna do anything. So I you also think he seems wonder, like he phoned it in because he did phone it in. Well, that's partially what I think. And then I also wonder there was a thing where like a whole bunch of Native American extras in the film walked off the set. Really? Because when they got like the script for the day, they felt like it was like promoting like st- harmful stereotypes and like jokes at the expense of Native Americans. Gotcha. And so a bunch of the like extras walked off and it was like a controversy. And Adam Sandler was like, this movie is super pro Native American. We have nothing but respect and support for the Native American community. And, you know, I think when they see the movie, they'll realize like there is no negative intentions or ill will towards that. And I don't know if I agree with that, but I wonder if because of that controversy, if they kind of like nerfed his performance Uh, to get rid of some stuff that was like maybe he had some jokes or lines that were a little more like, oh, maybe maybe we should pull that one. Just yeah, to maybe. avoid ruining his image. Do you think it, Do you think that this movie is... Oh, you said he didn't really want to comment on that? I mean, I'm fine with getting into uh, the more serious aspect of it, but I don't know. Like, I'm barely, barely Native American. Like, it's not at all a part of how I see myself, but it is a thing. Uh, my sisters are a lot more Native American. I don't think they would be bothered by this. Mm. I I don't know. Like, I don't know how much, like, like, a lot of the Native American names that they use are, like, potentially offensive. Mm. Like, never wears bra. Like, it's obviously, like, a dumb dad joke. Yeah. And so that's the thing, is just you have to be decide, like, are you willing to be offended by something that's obviously so just, like, a stupid, easy, cheap laugh for, like, a dad? Yeah. You know, is is that worth being upset about? Because I don't think they intended to be harmful, but it's also like a brand of humor that I hope it goes extinct mm. in the near future. Gotcha. What do you guys think about that? I think, well, I don't know. I don't have any, like specifically with this, I don't have any tied to Native American culture. However, to put myself in the position, I think the equivalent would be like, Oh, this is a white guy who was raised by Mexicans. And look how good he is at gardening. Like, oh my gosh, he's so fast at gardening. And it's kind of like reverse racism kind of stereotypes, I guess. I mean, maybe, but like, I don't know. I don't, I'd be annoyed by someone who was offended. If there was a movie where like a white dude was raised by black people and he was like really good at basketball and like, like rapping or singing or something it's like i don't know if that's like a harmful stereotype that like he like oh this guy has rhythm because he was raised by black people so like it's i don't know i feel mm. like it's weird and, to just and be if offended. i want to go on the record we are good at gardening and also <laughs> i mean we'll get to it but there was a lot of jabs at your people that you yeah. died of laughter <laughs> every time every time they went after you you were like hell yeah <laughs> you like woke back up suddenly <laughs> uh, no you kept accusing me you of were, fun no yeah you were taking a siesta i <laughs> i not a single time was i dozing off in this movie you i was just very sneaky little mexican <laughs> <laughs> Was that John Levitz who says that? I think so. 
feel free to say that to me. Oh, I will. That's, you and your kids are getting that all the time now. <laughs> Let's not laugh. Let's not support this movie. I will just say, they show the tribe, and then Frank shows up and like, hey, outsider. And every uh, everyone in the tribe like, grabs a weapon. And then they show the little baby Apache grab a little baby tomahawk. Dude, yeah. I love that, that baby. Adorable. Did they re? Did they do what There's they did in uh, Camp Nowhere? Did they recycle the same shot? Oh, I don't know. Because no. they showed the baby lift the thing twice. Yeah, but I couldn't tell if they if it's, the if it's huh. different takes. I don't know. I think one of them seemed closer, like maybe like cropped in a little bit, hmm. and the other one seemed zoomed out. But it did seem like it could have been very could well. Been the same. It was the, the same, same shot. Like, stare and then Tomahawk yeah. lifted up. That was adorable. I would compare them if I didn't if that didn't mean having to <laughs> <laughs> open up that file on Netflix. Alright, well so I but guess yeah, he we was can... very good. Do you guys think that this movie was offensive to Native Americans? I'm looking for a yes or no. I don't think so. I think the worst thing would be some of the names. And even then, I think it's kind of like what you said, like, there's just dumb jokes. Like, I don't think they're super offensive. I, I do want to qualify with mine, though. I think it does say something if the Native Americans who are in the movie were offended Some by Some of the Native Americans who are in the movie. Oh, okay. When you described it, I imagined, like, a bunch of people walking off. No? I don't know. How I, many? I, I wasn't there. How many were there? You heard about it. At least two. Okay. Maybe maybe 300. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Anywhere in between those would be my guess. There there are things that I've seen that are not my culture and I feel like are brazenly racist. I didn't. This one didn't really strike me as that. I just thought it was really I dumb. I would say, honestly, I was a little uncomfortable with it until like the, the adventure starts, you know? Uh-huh. I was like, not because I was like, this is definitely racist, but because I was like, oh, this feels like real dangerous ground. Like, I wish they just didn't do this. Uh, like, they could have, yeah. they could have just done it differently. Yeah. I, I, I feel like they stayed a little too long trying to explore that hmm. space, like mining for comedy in there is just like, just stop. Just move on. It's not worth it. Yeah. The juice ain't worth the squeeze, baby. Hmm. Yeah. All right, cool. Next character, let's go. Wait, I want to see... So we play this game around here where we wager each other. I'm going to I'm gonna call a wager. I can name one Stockburn kid. Can anybody raise me? I can name two. I can name three. Are you cheating? <laughs> you just looked at your laptop and then said you can name three. Yes Maybe. or no? Are you cheating? Okay, <laughs> three, yes. Jeez. I can name four Stockburn children. I think I'm stuck at three without looking at my notes. Okay. Um, I definitely got three. Oh, I got four. Okay. Okay, so I need to get to five. Yeah, I'm still at three. I can't remember Luke Wilson or Terry Crews. Oh, I so I can name five. I don't know Rob Schneider's. Really? Yeah. You'll be pissed when you... Here, what it is. Is it Matt Abad? It's, it's <laughs> Mateo Abad. <laughs> okay. He is Catholic again. <laughs> you call him my five? Sure. Tommy? Okay. Uh, 
Lil Petey. Stop trying to remember Rob Schneider's. I, I won't. <laughs> Lil Petey. Chico. Dan. Who's Chico? Is that Terry Crews? Uh-huh. Oh, weird. Dan. I would have never got Dan. And Herm. Herm? Who's You're Dan? missing Ramon. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's our second <laughs> Ramon. Yeah. Is that in two consecutive movies? What's our last one? Scary yeah. Stories Tell yeah. Oh, back let's keep it going. Ramones. Let's try to get another Ramon next episode. <laughs> it's the Ramon we <laughs> Okay. So I don't think we've talked should about this. Should we name our child Ramon? Yes. I think we should really think about that. I'm thinking about it and I decided. Oh, well, okay. So we didn't <laughs> say this yet, but along Tommy's journey, he finds out that he has a bunch of stepbrothers and Matt just uh, named half brothers. Uh-huh. Sorry, half brothers. And that's the six, the ridiculous six brothers that they're, we just named. They're all Frank's bastard illegit, sons. Yeah, yeah, bastard sons. And boy, that stops being funny really quick. It sure every, does. Every time they introduce, like, Frank's my dad, it's played as a joke. And it's like, no, it wasn't funny the first time. Not gonna be funny. Oh, we're doing it six six times. Wow. That is my money. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, he's in this. He, dude, he is the best he, part. Yeah. Okay. So hold on. We gotta Yeah. This movie was so all over the place. It was hella long. Can we too. just point out like that this movie is it is kind of like a western yeah. story. But they also throw in like a bunch of random like segments that aren't necessary at all that like they just wanted so like they have the Harvey Keitel like kind of like horror scene randomly out of nowhere that we spend a couple minutes there where it's yeah. like a creepy mo- like movie yeah, all the of a sudden yeah and then we get to like they throw in a couple like comedy skits like the the barber the scene with um what's his name Steve Buscemi no oh but yes. John Levitz. Damn, yeah. But that's also part of the plot. No, the other guy, the... Oh, John Turturro. Baseball, yeah. So yeah. I'm starting to avoid referencing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, they throw that in. Then there's like the random musical part that's like not necessary. Uh, like, oh, yeah. There's a whole bunch of stuff where it's just like, we're just taking a little detour because you guys think, oh, we could write some jokes if we just do this for five minutes. This movie... Should have been an hour and 15 minutes. I was thinking to myself, there's a good 20-minute movie in here. <laughs> in these two hours of It's horror. like a good like sitcom episode. Sure. With yeah. like, the funny parts kept in, like the, the, the little segments that we liked yeah. along the way. I, I kind of would like to recut this movie, trim all of the fat back, and get just like 20 <laughs> solid minutes what of What do you laughs. mean trim the fat? <laughs> Let's get rid of the fat people. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> okay. okay. Uh, all right. Well, then we just named all Let's six go through the brothers. brothers. Let's go okay. through the brothers, and then we'll Let's build let, outward. Let's save the worst for last, eh? Yep. Okay, sure. Okay. Deal. All the right, so we'll one... start with Lil Pete. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> first one he meets is Ramon. We should cut that if we want to keep the suspense, I guess. Okay. Yeah. I love Ramon. Ramon is my favorite brother. Eh, tied for my favorite. There's two, but he Rob Schneider is funny in this. He does not play a very convincing Mexican. It. Uh, I don't. I was not looking for. 
good acting in well, this. <laughs> at, well, at the selection episode, I was bragging about how Rob Schneider can play like any ethnicity. Maybe it's because I've known you for so long and your brothers and you guys are half Filipino and half Mexican. And he's also half Filipino. But not but half like, Mexican. I just have like, I was like, I could buy it. The Filipino-ness, <laughs> just I associate it too much with the Mexican-ness now. There's always a redundancy in Filipino-ness. Filipinas, yes. <laughs> well, I think because I was expecting like Nacho Libre. Filipino, yeah, uh-huh. Jack Black plays an incredibly convincing Mexican. I wouldn't know because I've never been able to watch more than like 30 seconds of that movie. I can't help it. It's You like that movie? It's funny watching him be Mexican. Wow, really? I like some of it. I've never tried. Next, Strictly Matt. We gotta put Nacho Libre. <laughs> no, it's, I don't want to be that closely associated no, no, with no, it. No, no, no. For the record, Matt loves Nacho <laughs> Libre. So, um, okay. So, Rob Schneider's I character. I love Ram Ram. I don't know. I didn't like. I didn't expect anyone to be good at acting in this, but I thought his character was very funny very compared to the rest of the cast. You think his obsession with uh, a diuretic donkey is very funny? Nope. No, it's not. No, I thought that the they donkey, were the beyond. The was unnecessary. No, it's a burro. He can't. He's not even burro. rolling his arrs. The burro. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, kind I, of I had it. hoped that they were beyond that potty humor, and that came up so many times. You're turning into such a mom already. Yeah, I did not like the potty humor. <laughs> you're a mom now. It's official. She just did it. <laughs> Damn you. <laughs> Damn you. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe we had two explosive donkey diarrheas. I thought this. there was going to be so much more. I thought they were going to keep going back to that well. That diarrhea donkey well. It's gross, not funny. So this is, apparently this is a brand of Adam Sandler's humor, because this happens in 51st States. Is it funny in 51st States? When Jocko the Walrus pukes on, on that, the I don't remember her name, the woman at the, at the aquarium? The co-worker, right? Yeah. Is that funny? <sighs> no. No. And I don't like that character. That's like the one character I couldn't stand in that movie. That is nothing like a first case. Yeah. Okay. So it's not funny then either. We're doing a great job with content (laughs) right now. Let's keep focusing on what's not funny. (laughs) Well, I mean, this movie. (laughs) Yeah. Well, okay, we're talking about Ramon. What what was... Shanley, what did you think about Ramon? Honestly... He wasn't terrible. I did think a lot of... I feel like he leaned into a lot of racist jokes. Or his character was just, like, set up for a lot of racist jokes um, against Mexicans. And they were sadly pretty funny. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if he... Did he say anything that was really, like, offensive? Um, No, I I don't think he said anything. Ramon about being Mexican, like he himself? Oh, actually... (laughs) Um, he said he wants to eat like a million tacos or something. <laughs> but like look at you. Tree. See, you laugh again. You love you know everything what? he said. So, because... All right, I got to pull that one up if I have that quote. Hang on. So I have another one. He's talking about his... his no, no. All right, please don't tell me you're going to say the thing that I'm... About his mom? Yeah, are you on there? 
Yeah, okay, I won't say that then. It's fine. I like when he says, I wish there were taco trees. Because I can relate to that. I also wish there were taco trees. That's why I found it very funny. That's why I was laughing. Not so much because it was a funny thing to say, but because that's so relatable. Ha, 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 ha. Oh, okay. I just got what you guys are doing. <laughs> well, I didn't. I didn't want to do it. He dragged me into it. <laughs> yeah. Say your line. So he says, "My mother is Swedish." <laughs> I think it is when they're talking about secrets. Yeah. They're talking about how they all have secrets. Uh-huh. And he says, "My mother is Swedish." To which I think Adam Sandler says, "Actually, she's Mexican." Uh, and I don't think so. I reckon she's Mexican. Yeah. And Ramon says, lying bitch. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty funny. It was very funny. So anyways, I like Ramon. I enjoyed him. Okay. So he's, o- he's okay in our book. Yeah. I mean, he's fine. He's fine. Plus, he decapitates Harvey Keitel. Oh, yeah. How did we not hit that? He says, and numero six. Yeah, and he runs at him with a shovel. And then he's he's riding his burro from behind burro. Harvey Keitel. <laughs> he did it really well. Burro. Oh, sorry. Burro. <laughs> 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 he Classic. hits him flat with the shovel, but it knocks Harvey Keitel's head clean off. Yep. And I actually really like, just while we're there, I really liked that part because... He's got two, like, six shooters in his mm-hmm. hands, and his decapitated body like a is, chicken like, with a stumbling head off, yeah. around, firing the guns. And he's accidentally and shooting himself in the, in the severed head. head. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, there's one part where both the hands are kind of pointed down, and they fire, and it, like, lifts the body <laughs> into the air like, a little bit. It is really dumb, but I couldn't help it. I was yeah. like, that's funny. That's just, I don't care who you are. That's funny right there. <laughs> Rob Schneider says... I was just trying to knock him out with the shovel, which would have been a good place to end the scene, except then Tommy says, well, I think he did that. I don't think he's getting up again. Then everybody laughs. Then they beat. And then the scene ends. Uh, No. uh, Then Herm starts doing an impression of it. All right. Want to tell us about Herm? Are we going to Herm next? Big Herm dog. Let's do it. Yeah, let's uh, transition over to Herm. So Herm, who I believe is Hispanic. Yeah, you said his name is Jorge Garcia. Garcia? Yeah. Probably would have been a better choice for the Ramon character. But um, he could probably roll his R's is all I'm saying. (laughs) But that's not what makes it funny. It's not. I I think it's... We're not supposed to find it funny that he can't say things (laughs) convincingly. Anyways, uh, Herm is a bootlegger's son. His Uh mom was a bootlegger. She made moonshine in a shack in the woods. And their dad, like, would get booze from her and then bang her and then they had a son and I don't know I'm I'm imagining that it's because like she's like a hill person and also because there's like fumes and stuff around that like he's kind of portrayed as like a mentally ill disabled person Mm. right I guess yeah 
Yeah. I mean, I would assume that's what's yeah. going on there. I don't really know. Yeah, it's but hard like, to tell. He can't speak, but he tries to talk, and he's like infantile. Right, and he can't spell his own name, so they mm-hmm. just call him Herm because that's yeah, as far he as he can get. starts putting like symbols into it. <laughs> that was that was a good Ramon part too because they're they're reading along they're like H E no, R no, oh no, H R M squiggly and then and then Ramon goes asterisk asterisk <laughs> that's pretty funny <laughs> uh, and so he's just this big guy with brute strength I mean and, kind of that doesn't really come into play he's just a large person. He kills. He kills John Levitz. Okay, I mean, I don't. I, no offense, but I don't think that <laughs> it takes an especially strong. He killed John Lovitz, dude. He had he is superhero strength. <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird <laughs> line to draw there. I as soon as he came into the movie, I was thinking to myself that I do not want this guy in the movie yeah. his mumbling is so obnoxious and i also liked that though only one time so so he's pretty obnoxious just because it's the same joke once you get it there's no need for them to keep dipping back into it but he just is like he's an you know what he is he's an unfunny version of um farmer the fran, farmer fran yeah. from the special teams in Waterboy. <laughs> Special teams <laughs> run lots of farmer friend. <laughs> He's an unfunny version of that. We He's at least, at least we that's making bu-bay. fun of like something that's real. <laughs> All the way, Mike. He's also in Joe Dirt. Home, um, why you might it? <laughs> Damn, boy. Everybody know that. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, he's a. It's the same gag. It's just not. As yeah, good. it's just way worse. Um, but I really did like Herm. In the there's a scene where Herm tells Tommy, who could suddenly understand him, that there's a like a wealthy dude who buys alcohol from him, who's having like a high stakes poker, poker game, game with Mark yeah. Twain and. General Custer or whatever yeah, And also Wyatt Earp (laughs) And so they go infiltrate the game With Ramon disguised as (laughs) You say infiltrate the gays Oh nope Didn't say that Um, (laughs) Do you remember what Ramon's name was It was like Don Don something Diego Don Don Diego (laughs) (laughs) Okay so he's, uh, He's Don Don Diego's like Loyal servant or something Yeah and when they introduce him, he like bows and he says like, ha, da, da, da. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, John Lovitz is like, bless you. <laughs> it's hella funny. I liked that a lot. Do you remember what his like alias was? No. Oh, no, I don't remember it. Chimichanga. Chimichanga. <laughs> yes. Do you want clown? That's good. Yeah. And then, Have you ever known me to turn down a chimney? Very good. Classic line. I also really liked, just while we're at that scene, I really liked that Ramon switched over to, like, a Spanish accent. Yeah, he starts speaking with a lisp. (laughs) Like, si, senor. (laughs) (laughs) Just like that. I was like, that's funny. I'm glad he did that. (laughs) I actually did like when Herm gets his revenge on John Lovitz. That was kind of cool. 
So there, John Levitt says that he he threw a penny at a boy who was trying <laughs> who was trying to sing the Star Spangled Banner, but he couldn't speak. And he's like, and he knocked his teeth out, and he's all laughing about it. And then and, he does an impression of him. Yeah, and it's yeah. <laughs> he goes, he's like, wait, I'll, I'll go get the liquor that I bought from his mom. And then uh, Herm sneaks up on him, singing the Star Spangled Banner. Or, or mumbling through it. It's not even the right tune. Look at Banner. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and then kills him. I yeah, that was he says, good. when they're talking about their special skills, I guess, I don't know how he says it, but somehow Herm says that he's really good at strangling people. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. Yeah. What is Ramon's skill? He's got a donkey, a burro. A burro. A is that burro. what he says his skill is? So, yeah, there is a... Let me see. Pull it up. Uh, Ramon says, So do you new brothers have any special skills that could help us out here tonight? And then Chico says, like, what? And he says, like, you know, Tommy's good with knives. Little Pete's got a bonus nipple. (laughs) I got a burro. Herm is good at strangling. (laughs) And then Danny says, I can hold my breath for six minutes. (laughs) And then Chico says... Well, I can play the piano with my dick. And then Tommy says, well, we're unstoppable then. <laughs> That's pretty good. On paper, it's funny. Yeah. But when so you watch much of it, this, it's not. So much of this is funnier referencing it. Yeah. Like we it, might end up referencing this movie more <laughs> more often than we want to. And when people go, what's that from? We're going to go, uh, it's just Don't worry. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Inside joke. <laughs> uh, we made it up, actually. Oh. No one would know the difference. That's that's it for Herm, right? We don't need anything else from him. I mean, the only other thing that I want to point out is that I do believe it was intentional. They sing a song as like a, a group of brothers around the campfire. And when it's Herm's turn to sing, it really sounds like the melody of uh, Piece of Sh- Car, Adam Sandler's awesome song. And I don't think that's coincidental. Yeah, I feel it like sounds it. like the what the f did I do? No, no. Um, but I'm too broke to buy something, something new. Oh, yeah, yeah. It sounds like that a lot. Yeah. So it sounds a lot like that, and I can't accept that that's just a coincidence. So it, like would, that, it would be cool really if that's like really that. was if that is what he's doing. It brought me joy for a brief moment at the darkest part of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> you brought up a uh, like a factual error i guess regarding herm when he tries to tumbleweed um what about an error so at the end of the movie when the ridiculous six is facing off against cicero oh, yeah, okay i remember it now you yes. want to tell it sure i mean you can if you want i, I can too I'm you sorry. discovered it you do okay so one of the uh powers that we see tommy have is when he's infiltrating the poker game he turns into a tumbleweed and a tomboyed, if you will. The only brothers who see him do that are Dan and Ramon. Because oh no, Ramon's inside. Yeah, Ramon's inside with Herm and Chico. It's probably Little Pete. So it's sorry, Little Pete and Dan are outside with uh, Tommy, and so he does that to get into the building. And then later at the end of the film, there's a fight and Herm just like drops onto the ground and starts trying to roll like a tumbleweed. And then they're like, you don't, you're not, it's not working. You don't look like a tumbleweed. Get back here. 
And uh, it didn't make sense because Herm wasn't there when that happened. So how could he know that? Maybe because he's not stupid like everyone thinks. Uh, Maybe he's smart. Maybe he's in the scuba squad. Yeah, if he wants to be a member of the scuba squad, he has to be. <laughs> smart. <laughs> you had to finish it. <laughs> it was an unpunctuated line. <laughs> okay, so yeah, I think we're done with Herm. Yeah. Uh, Pick another brother. Well, we, we were okay with Ramon. Not okay with Tommy. Are we okay with Herm? I mean, Tommy and Herm are in a similar level. I think Tommy's slightly more tolerable. Yeah. But Herm wasn't that terrible. He was. So as soon as I saw him, I thought that he was going to be obnoxious. But he wasn't. If he was in the movie more, he would have been as obnoxious as he seemed from the beginning. But I didn't like him. So. Yeah. Yeah, I agree, I agree with that. Okay. I think we go... Uh, yeah, I'm cool with either one of the... The double. The brothers from the saloon. From Smiley's. Yeah, let's start with Dan. Do you remember how they meet Dan, Chandler? I really don't. So I was kind of confused by it. Because so, so they're in the saloon. There's they're a guy named Smiley. Smiley that's Harvey, Harvey Keitel. Keitel. And we want to just keep doing this together. <laughs> it's, we're doing great. Um, they're, they're there... They're there. <laughs> yep. Um, are, did they go there because, because they heard about his gold that they were going to steal? The big gold nugget, yeah. Yeah. Did they know that he knew their father? I think so. Mm, I don't think so. So some of the brothers have met already. They go to this place. They're going to try to steal from this guy because he's a bad man. And while they are there, there's a drunk guy that keeps like approaching him and interrupting their conversation with Smiley, and he is like trying to ask him something. It was kind of unclear what his point was. Was he there to ask about his father? I think he was. Yeah, he was trying to ask Smiley about Frank, and Smiley was irritated that he was being interrupted so much so that he starts fighting. Dan. Oh, and I think because he mentioned the dad, is it Frank? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I think he said he hates that subject or whatever. Oh, okay. So he, I think he gets angry about that, too, and so he starts, like, attacking him. And so this this guy, Dan, is Luke Wilson. Yeah. And this is actually the only action scene in the movie that I enjoyed. Oh, it's, wow. It's a bar fight, and there's this gimmick that he doesn't want to spill his booze. I did like that, and yeah. It, it was, and it was a cool effect. Yeah, just and ev- they didn't overdo it. It was just mm-hmm. like a like a detail. Like, if you're watching the movie... You yeah, it wasn't like, like Magic Knives, like yeah. with Tommy. It's uh-huh. just every time he's fighting, he's keeping yeah, his he's hand keeping out, of, out of the fight <laughs> so that way he doesn't spill his drink. he keeps, like, sipping it yeah. when he gets, like, a break. <laughs> it was good. It was really cool. I liked watching I that. I did like that. So his, his thing is he's on a quest to find his dad because he's screwed up big time. And what that what that is, is he worked for the Secret Service, and he was in the opera box at our American cousin guarding Lincoln, and he was bored, so he decided to go to the bathroom and poop. And at that point, he runs into Chris Kattan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> On his, he, he, like, talks to the president and is like, hey, I'm going to go, uh, what is his excuse? Because he doesn't tell me he's going to poop. He says he's going to go, like, grab something real quick. Yeah, and he's, he's, he's going to go get, like, snacks or something. Yeah. And he's asking them if they want anything. <laughs> and he's like, I'll be right back. You're like, you won't even notice I'm gone. 
And then in the hallway, he bumps into John Wilkes Booth, Chris Kattan. But he's starstruck because John Wilkes yeah. Booth is an actor. He's like, oh, I'm a he's huge like, fan. John Wilkes Booth, the actor? He's like, oh, man. <laughs> and so Chris Kattan. So, I, I just have to call him Chris Kattan. Yeah, I know he got to. It just. I'm glad. This is probably the first thing I've seen him in in like a decade. Yeah, it's good to see him. Yeah. Yeah, so Chris Kattan says, hey, do you know which one of these has the president? And he goes, oh, you want to meet him? <laughs> he's like, the last one on the left. He's like, he'll be so excited so to meet excited you. excited to meet you. And uh, Luke Wilson proceeds to go to the bathroom. Yeah, and he hears a gunshot. A poop and reading the playbill <laughs> in the bathroom. <laughs> and then he starts, he starts screaming because he realizes uh, that it's his fault. And so he's on this quest to find his dad to ask like for some recompense some sort of way to resolve this this massive regret that he has yeah and so he wants to find his dad and that's how he joins up with the other brothers there's this scene at the end where all of the brothers kind of get what they wanted from their dad they get like this affirmation uh-huh. and his was really good it was really good do you want to say it no shanley i feel like i want to mess it up you just go for it it's frank walks up to him and he explains Dan explains what he did. He says, I may have made a mistake that inadvertently led to the death of the president of the United States. And what does he say, Shanley? Shit happens. And it's good because that's what he was doing when the president got shot. <laughs> I did not even put that together. And it, and it just gives him so much resolution. He's like, wow, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and when you guys are watching it the second time is when I, when I put that together. Like, oh. Because he was that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's really good. And oh, oh, can one of you guys walk us through the, his use of his strength? Because his power is he can hold his breath for six minutes. Oh, okay. I, so I, I honestly, was... like, I watched that two times, and I don't remember how he uses it. You know? I remember watching him being like, oh, yeah, that's what that's a callback to that. But I don't remember how it happened still. So I think I remember. So all the brothers are singing and playing and splashing each other in a pond somewhere, having a grand old time, oh, bonding. Yeah. And they're singing that song again. I'm Yao. King of the Rock. <laughs> and there's nothing you girls can do about it. Yes. I'm hungry. <laughs> so, um, they're all just having a good, good time, and then a bunch He's of... He's laughing. He's having a good time. Um, left Eye Boys. The Left Eye Boys show up, and they're just up to no good. And so the then... Left Eye Boys up to no good again. <laughs> they all have their guns drawn, and they're like... All right, we're going to kill you, and you guys can't fight back because you are all swimming, so you don't have your knives or anything with you. Can't do any mystic whatever. Mm-hmm. And in that, I guess Dan holds his breath, swims around, and grabs his gun, mm-hmm. and then is able to scare off the Left Eye Boys. Wow. Yeah. Do you, does that ring a bell now? Nope, <laughs> not at all. It it is he does it in a pretty funny way. He just like it's he's got this look on his face like oh this is my moment and he lowers himself really slowly into the water and you kind of see the ripples going by, kind of funny, and that's it for that guy. Yeah, he was kind of a boring. I liked or, him. I guess he was good because he wasn't too. They didn't get like he didn't have a chance to have too much ridiculousness, mm-hmm. 
but he was kind of forgettable. Yeah, totally forgettable. He's kind of in a different movie. Yeah. Yeah, I felt bad because I was really excited to see him in something, and he just almost Adam Sandler his way out of this. Like <laughs> he he was great in the flashback. Yeah. But that's pretty much it. Like. The the not spilling the drink, which could have been anyone, like it didn't matter that it was Luke Wilson. But then he was very funny in the Abraham Lincoln flashback. <laughs> but like other than those two things, it's like he might as well not have been in this. Yeah. But he wasn't egregious and offensive. Oh yeah, sure, yeah. no. He's above Herm for me. He's probably number two so far. I think Ramon, then Dan. Okay. By the way, don't ever be named Dan. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. So then they meet Dan and Chico in yes. the same location. Because Chico, Terry Crews, saves Dan from Harvey Keitel stabbing him right. uh, in the fight. He He ends that confrontation. And then when they're like, raise your hand if your dad is Frank Sturbler. Mm-hmm. Um, they all raise their hands, and then like Terry Crews, like slowly raises his one. hand yeah. as well. Uh, and so they're like, okay, so we're all brothers here. Yeah, there, there, there's kind of like this is only sort of related to Chico, but there's this cool moment where he catches Smiley Harvey Keitel's hand, and it, he stops him, like he said, and Harvey Keitel. His name's Smiley because he's always smiling and just with a really pleasant smile on his face tells him, you ever do that again, I'll shoot you six times in the head. And then <laughs> when Harvey Keitel is decapitated, he proceeds to shoot himself in the head six times. Did he shoot himself in the head six times? Yeah. yeah and Chico oh, calls it out. <laughs> uh, there was multiple times in this movie where guns just had unlimited bullets. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like they're all using revolvers and they're just like. Bang, 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 bang. And it's like, okay, that's how. Too many. Yeah. How, how, how. So pick up on Chico. So Chico's playing the piano in the saloon. Then he finds out that he's their brother. And then he gets in on robbing Smiley's place with all the gang. Yeah. And I was pretty annoyed, actually, with something that happens with him. Yeah. Go ahead. So Let's he's see if we're inside about the, same thing. the saloon, and you're flashing some thigh at me, and it's very distracting. I know. That's it. <clears throat> it's really all I got. Keep it professional. Let's go. <laughs> um, so Harvey Keitel wanders upstairs because he's like, so there's a noise up there, and I think Chico says, like, I didn't hear that. Yeah. And it doesn't make sense because it's, like, unprompted. Yeah, and so then Harvey Keitel goes upstairs to see what the. Oh yeah, I may be. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So then Harvey Keitel goes upstairs to investigate that. Terry Crews ties the gold around something. There's one of the brothers on the roof, and they dropped a rope down, and he's like supposed to be reeling it up through the chimney. Then Harvey Keitel is like making his way back downstairs. And so Chico sees him, and he's like, oh, no, we're going to have to go to Plan B. And Harvey Cattell's like, what's Plan B? And he's like, I'll show you. And then he tells the brother to drop the gold, like, ore back down. Yeah. And then he grabs it and is trying to run out, and Harvey Cattell starts shooting at him and chasing him out. And the part is probably not the same thing you were going to say, but the part that bothered me about it, one was that he just, the joke 
apparently, of like, uh, or I didn't hear anything. But also, why was that plan B? That's that's like, what's bothering. That's what bothers me. Why wasn't plan A to just walk out the front door? He was down <laughs> like, in the main parlor of the saloon by himself yeah, for a really long gold. time. He just yeah. walked out the door. So dumb. Very like, dumb. I guess maybe it's is that because, supposed to like, be a joke? I don't think so. I don't I think, think that's it's supposed to be a joke. Yeah. I think maybe they're saying like that he would have acted like he didn't know the gold was missing and like still been in there. And like but it's like if I came back downstairs, there's one dude in my bar and my gold's missing, I'm not gonna be like, Did you see what happened? Oh no, I have no idea. Like so it's stupid. stupid. It didn't make any sense. That really upset me. Hmm. But that's not Terry Cruz's fault. That's just this movie. Yeah. He does have a really... He's pretty good in this. Terry Crews is, is standard Terry Crews in this movie. Yeah, he's, he's as funny he as he is. exactly every, what yeah. you expect with a Terry Crews. Yeah. Um, his, his big moment is when he confesses to his brothers. <laughs> well, for the one is... I mean, one big moment is when he talks about playing the piano with his penis. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then also, yes, what you were just referencing. Go ahead. You go for it. I've been talking a lot. Okay. So th- when he decides he's going to join his brothers to rob Smiley, so he's just gone double agent, <laughs> he, he goes, hey, guys, I just <laughs> I want to confess to you guys. Well, I think they're all it's when they're all telling each other their secrets. Like, I think he's the first one who does it. I thought Tommy was feeling guilty about having a secret or something because I thought he was saying that, like, it was his fault that his mom got killed. Isn't that when that comes up? I think I think Terry Crews is the first one who initiates it. Really, I thought yeah. he, I thought it was funny because he says it in response to like that they're all telling secrets and it's like no, uh, I think that that's that's Ramon's addition to it that he he jumps in because because Chico's already started it and it, Chico's thing is like I just need to confess this to you guys like if we're gonna be bro- if we're brothers and we're gonna be working together I don't want to keep anything from you. You're right. Yep, I remember now. Yes. He, says, he says, Frank's my dad, but my mom is actually black, which means technically I might be half black. <laughs> and everyone's like, oh. And then Dan is like, you know what? Like, I can kind of see it now that you, now that you mentioned it. <laughs> and he's like, I just want to make sure you guys don't act, you know, in case you make a comment, and just so you know, I'm I'm not 100% white. I <laughs> <laughs> don't want to make you guys uncomfortable. Uh, you know, I was wrong because it is a totally separate scene when they're talking about secrets. Mm. Because he comforts Tommy when Tommy says his secret. He says... Everybody's got secrets. You guys are the first people I've told I was black. (laughs) (laughs) I liked that callback Uh, to it. (laughs) There's a good callback at the end to a funny thing, but I have to (laughs) hand it to little Pete. I think he's the one who does the first one. In that scene where... uh, where Chico says that he's black, I think Little Pete is the one who says, I would have just assumed that your mom was very muscular, which is not very funny. Yeah, I love, yeah, go But for the it. callback is good, because, again, in that scene At where... The end, when they're getting close They're with all father. getting their moment with, with Frank, their dad. He says, he said, he says, 
You have your mother's muscles. You got your mom's muscles. <laughs> and he's like feeling up his like yeah. shoulders. <laughs> and so the, it, that's a callback, which uh, makes it that joke is not funny unless it's a callback. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's funny without it being a callback. But the first the first half of it is not is not good. Yes. But the but the second one is. I almost, I mean, it was funny that it was a callback. I think it might have even been funnier if just, like, without the earlier one, if when they're, like, all meeting him, he says, you got your mom's muscles. <laughs> I feel like that still would have been I guess so. as funny or funnier. I think the counterweight of it being a stupid thought that his mom must must have been muscular... I mean, I just and then don't, it being verified. I think I know you don't want to give him credit. I don't like it because, and then this isn't just like me not wanting to give credit. It's the way it happened made me remember that Lil Pete existed. Yeah, and it takes away from my ability yeah. to laugh. That's true. So, I mean, are we at the point where we can't avoid it any longer? Well, no. We. I want to. I want to first talk about when he uses his skill. <laughs> About being able to play the piano with his wiener. Is that at the wedding? <laughs> the wedding. <laughs> when, when at the end of the movie, Tommy yeah. is marrying Smokin' Fox. There's piano playing, and and it's it's really it's, impressive. It's good. Yeah, it's like rag piano. Yeah, rag time. And and Chico is standing over the piano, but his hands are on his waist, and he's just he's kind got of like a rocking. Huge Terry Crews smile. And he's yeah. just he's rocking like... back and forth. <laughs> he's playing it with his wiener. It's awesome. That's pretty good. I really liked that. Shanley, are we okay with Chico? I, as far as the brothers go? He might have been one of my favorites. Yeah. You know what, dude? Like, he yeah. might take Ramon's spot at the top for me. I think he's more consistent. I think he's as funny as he can be I feel like every time. I'm going to give the nod personally to Rob Schneider's Ramon. Sorry, Ramon. <laughs> um, just because I feel like Rob Schneider took more risks with the portrayal. You know, it just occurred to me. I think Rob Schneider could do a more convincing Mexican. Maybe, maybe they had him tone it down a little bit. I think he could probably do a better job than he did. Yeah, well, I think that's true of everyone. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's. We gotta stop, stop avoiding the third nipple of this production. <laughs> Time to get to it. <laughs> let's go ahead and shake out oh, that man. third nipple. So the last one, Shanley's last brother. Favorite. You take. You oh. take. Shanley has a very away, close Shanley. personal connection to this actor. So I thought Taylor Lautner was a weird mix for yeah. this ridiculous six, but okay. His character is so cringy. He plays Lil Pete, who I I don't even know where to start. He's like the village idiot yeah. of like the first town. Where they rob the bank. So after Tommy meets Ramon and the burro, um, they uh, <laughs> it's better when you do it than when you do this. They're 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 gonna go rob the bank, and Lil Pete is like outside, and he's like, "What y'all doing?" And like starts interjecting himself into the robbery. He says that he can help them. With their robberies because he's got a, a wagon and horses. 
And so, and he's their brother. I forgot how yep. he finds out. I think he says his dad's named Frank or something. Yeah. It's very bad. He is the most, yeah, cringy, unfunny. Oh, oh my God. Are you going to talk about the horse or the no. burl? We will get there, but I just figured out who he is and you're going to love it. You know who he is, dude? Who is he? He is Simple Jack. I was thinking that, yeah. He's legit Simple yeah, Jack. He is. Yeah. He's like, you never go full retard. Is yeah. the, that's what this dude is. Yeah. yeah. Like, it was so hard to watch. It is Amanda Bynes' show oh, brand yeah. of comedy. And I think he had the most lines. He did he, not stop talking, they, dude. Like, they kind of put him as, like, the heart of the movie because he... He narrates a lot of it. Yeah. He keeps, like, writing diary slash letters to his mom. No, his mama. Sure. And then there's, like, a part where he's writing, and then he's, like, talking. Like, we're hearing the voice. He's like, Mom? He's like, oh, I, you can't hear me. And it's like, that. what are you guys doing it's right like now? It's like a poor, goofy impression, sort of. It was, um... It's definitely a little bit simple, Jack. It's also really just like, I was like, it's Western Forrest Gump is what it felt like to me. Like, it's that voice, but like, just an idiot. Like, and and not like, not endearing at all. Well, and not funny. Yeah. Like, so unfunny. He I just really says wonder things. if like your kids would think that he is hilarious. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I feel like they might, dude. Like, that's what I feel like. I I have to. You have to tell yourself your kids wouldn't like that. I, would, I wouldn't them. give them the opportunity. <laughs> yeah. You can't handle that pain. I imagine that Taylor Lautner was probably super excited to do a movie with Adam Sandler no, and all of these guys. He had already done a movie with Adam Sandler. Really? He's in another movie with Adam Sandler. How I forget fun. which one it is. I it's probably it's not a good one. too. Probably. Yeah, I think he's like a douche in that. I think yeah. he's like a <laughs> like frat a boy teenager. Yeah, that like they're like the old guys are beefing with or something. So he is uncredited, but he plays frat boy Andy. There, there you go. Speedboat Chase. Uh, <laughs> Dude, so I, I imagine that the other actors in this movie were probably just as annoyed with his character as we were. I hope so, dude. But like. I can't imagine that all these people who I think are genuinely funny sat there and watched this happen and weren't like, you guys, like, no, we got to, what are we doing? Here? Yeah, I know. I, I agree. Like, even if, like, they thought, because I do wonder if this could have been funny without Taylor Lautner. Like, because it's not good without him, but it could have maybe been a bad movie that was still kind of funny. I'm gonna, I'm gonna recut. So I'm gonna recut hate. you saying that because you literally just said it's not good without him. <laughs> so like, this movie is good because of Taylor Lautner, and you lose him, you lose you all lose of me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it definitely wouldn't be as. I make perky. love to bats. You do that to me. <laughs> yeah. His big thing when he finally meets his dad is. Where do babies come from? 
it's really not funny. Yeah, and it was terrible. And that was like the same kind of thing with the muscles where it's something dumb that little Pete said, but then the dad goes like Oh, the mom the poops him right out. And he's like, that's what I said it earlier. And it's just like, dude, see, wow. You guys. It's really. I wish the voice you were doing was like an over-exaggeration. I know, yeah. And it's not. It's not, yeah. Like. In my head movies. It's literally simple. <laughs> you mama mama yeah. make me happy. <laughs> um, yeah, and so his special power is that his neck it's really strong. That's his funny. mom used to punish him by making him push the plow with his <laughs> <head>. <laughs> That's funny. That but funny. he's not funny. He's not funny. It's funny. a funny concept. It's funny because we hate him. <laughs> well, the concept is, is funny. Sure. And they actually get him hanged later. And he's just swinging from a noose and not dying. And then, like, doing, like, acrobatics from it and, like, laughing. Yeah. And, like, the townspeople are furious. And I'm with them. I'm yeah. like, yeah, like, okay, shoot him. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. As soon as they yeah. realized they needed to shoot him, I was like, thank God, dude. Like, get yeah. rid of this clown. Yeah. He has three nipples. Yep. And so does their dad. <laughs> And he brings up the nipple thing a lot. He sure does, yeah. Um, but the worst thing about him, I think we all agree. Like, I'm no prude, but you referenced it already. There was one thing that I think, above all else, was like, dude, like, what are we doing here? Yeah. It's because he's a virgin? Um, so he bangs fruit or something. Can't uh, he mentions that he's done that, but he's a virgin. Dude, this movie has a this movie has a tie to No Dessert Dad. Cantaloupe. Okay. Um, but because both movies are like F cantaloupe. Yeah. That's, <laughs> <laughs> wow. You made it. You made it. You, you got where you needed to go. Sorry. I'm proud of you, bud. Um. But you referenced it earlier, so go ahead and take it home. So they create a diversion where it's... Um, is that when Adam Sandler climbs down the tree upside down? It is. So they're getting the guys on the wagon's attention while that's it's, happening. Or it's... They... It looks like Lil Pete is on the ground while the donkey is licking his wiener. And then they show it from a different shot... And, and the Ramon dunk. is sitting on the burrow talking to him. Yeah, and like goading him on, like, yeah. yeah. And cheering him on. But so there's another shot where it, it's actually the donkey is licking peanut butter off of a carrot. And so it's like, oh, it's a distraction. That's not actually happening. And, and I then actually they, did laugh at this part because the dudes that are being distracted by that are like, that's disgusting. Yeah. And then it was like, yeah, totally. And then they kind of like lean in. And it's like, that's pretty funny. Like, I don't think that they're like into it. I think it's just like, they're like, this we is can't look away. weird. Like, yeah, this is messed up. Yeah. Then there's another shot. Like once, once Tommy has already robbed the guys, they were distracting. They show it, the setup again. But in this shot, Lil Pete is holding the carrot and... Buro is still licking his wiener, and he says, "This is better than a cantaloupe." Yeah, like this is way better than a cantaloupe. 
and it's like, ew, he was really yeah. having the donkey lick his junk. Not funny, just gross. Yep. Yeah. And then also, we I feel like that just stayed for a little too long on in, hit, like mm-hmm. laughing and mm-hmm. just. Yeah. Like, okay. That. Yeah, it, again, it's not like a prude thing. Like, I feel like in a comedy movie, you can pretty much do anything as long as it's funny. But that, like, wasn't funny. It was just gross. Yeah, that was really... It was it was a step too far. Yeah. Uh, and it was, like, this character that we hate. I feel like, you know who could have pulled that off somehow? Chico. Rob Schneider. Like, I feel like Rob Schneider could get, like, dome from a dome from a donkey in a movie and, like, make it funny somehow. Like, it would be like, oh, my God. Like, what a weirdo. Mm-hmm. Like, I could see, like, Uli. Or is it Ula. Ula? Same Ula. old ugly broad, just like Ula. <laughs> I can see Ula or like someone that he's portrayed before doing that, and mm. it's like, oh, it's like it, you know, stupid but funny. Do you have a cat? Because like I feel something licking me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah it's it, it's nope, didn't work here. Yeah, it's almost like. Sharks only. Sharks are like dogs. They only bite when you touch their private parts. <laughs> it's almost like that, but it's just they they really picked the wrong guy in the ensemble to do it, and they just did it terribly. Yeah, I mean, I'm not advocating that it was good, anyways. Like you probably they just shouldn't have did it. It, it, it was, but like it could have maybe worked if any other combination of. Just whatever they did was uh, people was not yeah. was not the right recipe. Yep, he was just so terrible, and I think the movie ends with his narration. It does, and he's like hooking up with Beaver Breath or something. Very funny. Um, yeah. which I hated that too. Just they're one of the Native Americans. Like, there's the. The bad guy gang rides like in, boys. and they're like, "What are you looking at, beaver breath or something?" To the the Native American girl, and she's like, "How do they know my name?" Not and funny. I was like, "Dude, that's so dumb. Mm-hmm. We're not Those funny the- <laughs> right now, but this movie is so no, tough. It's not. All right. Well, at least now we're done with the brothers. We're done with the brothers. We can get to. I think maybe have some more fun." With the Left Eye Gang, you guys want to talk about them real quick? Yeah, well, why don't you take us take us into that? So there's two separate groups of like bad guys in this movie. Mm-hmm. There's the Left Eye Gang, which has a lot of the actors that I was really excited about in this. There's um, Nick Swordson and Will Forte, Huel from Breaking Bad, Huel Babineau from Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. Is he the funny one? He's the black yeah. dude. He was consistently funny at that. Yeah, um, and Will Forte, who... If Will Forte lives in this weird place for me, where, like, I'm still, like, always kind of excited to see him, and I'm almost always disappointed. Like, I feel like he's more often annoying than funny to me. Okay. But I'm still always kind of willing to give him a shot. He's kind of nothing in this. Yeah. Um, but he's in the gang, and... What's his name from Saving Silverman? Steve Zahn. Steve Zahn. And I'm still so upset. I was going to guess Steve Zahn when we were going through the the cast for this. And then I was like, that's stupid. Why would Steve Zahn be in this movie? Mm-hmm. 
I wish I did. And then uh, I, I think maybe the last one is what's his name? Adam Sandler's, Adam Sandler's son. son. I forget what his name is. Is it like Babyface? Oh well, yeah, but I meant uh, like Adam Sandler's son's baby name. Babyface Sandler. <laughs> but he's shockingly handsome. He's very handsome. Like, yeah. He's. I mean, he's entrancingly handsome. Yeah, like he's. Uh, you know. Doesn't look like Adam Sandler. <laughs> <laughs> well, Adam Sandler's wife is in this movie. Yes, she never wears bra. Yeah. Which I thought was interesting. We full on saw Nip uh, <laughs> of his wife. It was cool. Yeah, I think the kid. It's kind of weird. Probably looks more like her. That his wife is in this as one of the Native Americans, but not the one that he is trying to bang. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's a pretty strange. She, choice but i think it's because she's in all his movies but always in a cameo role i mean and and so it's, she maybe had more lines than smoking fox that's true yeah had just about the same amount of things to do in the movie um but so so left eye gang is like a bad guy gang of cowboys they're racist is like their primary yeah, Identity they don't like Native trait. Americans. They hate engines. Yeah, um, and they also all have a patch over their right eye because that's they pluck it out to show their commitment to being a racist gang of cowboys. Mm-hmm. So th- Steve Zahn wants to join them because he's mad about White Knife buying like grains or something from his store. So they make him pluck his eye out, and then they're, they kidnap his wife and... They have a few random interactions throughout the movie, but I feel like they they were pretty disappointing. I feel like because of them being like a bunch of names that I recognized, I was like, oh, this is these guys will be cool. Yeah. And yeah, nothing really for me. I expected more of Nick Swartz, and I find him very funny, usually. Yeah, and I did find some of the stuff he said in this funny, but it was usually just he was a voice in a group of people yelling, and I just, yeah. like, when I heard his voice, I cracked up. There's one gag about them that's pretty funny, and it's that they're forcing Steve Zahn's character to pluck out his right eye. And but he, he only has <laughs> one good eye, and it's yeah, his right eye. His left eye is really lazy, and he said he's pretty much blind in it. <laughs> but they, they force so they him. Won't, we're to, sorry, but that's the rules. <laughs> and they force him to pluck out his eye with a sharpened spoon, which I think is pretty funny. <laughs> So they force him to do it, and it's a horrifying scene. It's it seems sh- Filipino to me for some reason. A sharpened spoon? Yeah, just because yeah. I feel like... Yeah. You yeah. guys never discovered knives. <laughs> no. <laughs> Why? You got a fork? You got a spoon? Yeah, that's all you, you need. Got... Yeah. Well, you know, Filipinos, we eat rice oftentimes by just kind of dragging the spoon across the plate, and then you, <laughs> scoop, the, you scoop the rice into your mouth, kind of like one of those... Uh, Chuck E. Cheese games with the quarters. Yep. Yeah, but, you, but you're doing that with a spoon. And over time, the spoon wears down mm. and becomes sharpened on one edge. So, yeah, you're right. Every Filipino is given a spoon on their first birthday. <laughs> and throughout their life, it gradually turns into a knife. <laughs> and that's when, that's when you leave the home. Yep. Once your spoon is sharp. That's why you ever heard the term, your, your spoon has sharpened today. I mean, it's like you're you're a man now. I feel like I've only heard it with like a heavier Filipino accent. So, (laughs) well, in Tagalog, it's uh, excuse me if I'm mispronouncing this, but I think it's uh, I'm Catholic again. (laughs) (laughs) That's how you pronounce it. Uh Uh, So, 
in this scene, he he pulls his eye out and it's like dangling. You only see it in the silhouette and everybody's all grossed out. And it's pretty clear from the beginning of the movie that these guys are just messing around, that they haven't removed their eyes. But, yeah, especially from that scene, because they're all so grossed out by it and like yeah. turning away and stuff. Right. But that's one of those... This is the one of the only gags that has, that has like a prolonged payoff, where the payoff of the joke is actually pretty good. I mean, it was okay. I... I thought it was pretty good. Maybe it's because so many of the jokes fell so short that this, like, I, I didn't... I liked it. I well, thought it was funny. It, yeah, it, so it was a little contrived when Will Forte lifts up his eye patch to examine the money to see if it's burnt up. But what is what it really is funny is the guy from Breaking yeah, Bad. when uh, Huel, his name is Lavelle something. Lavelle Crawford. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, he... Um, like after like Steve the, Zahn's, Steve Zahn's just freaking like, out about like, like them not nobody doing it, plucked their eyes uh, out. <laughs> the, like Lavelle turns and he's like, oh, I don't know. He and, just kind of like, looks away. You see like a, through a gap in his eye patch, like you <laughs> see the white the of his other of his eye. eye. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. Hella funny. I like that a lot. That, that part. So that was good. But what I didn't like is that they double dipped on that joke because earlier, like halfway through the movie, they're talking about penises for some reason. And Nick Swartzen is like, oh, like, I can't do that. And before this, I was in another gang called the, like, Texas Stubbies or something like that. <laughs> implying that he cut his penis off or something. It, it's, in the bar, it's in the barber, because Steve Buscemi yeah. is, a, like, a gross barber. And mm. Steve Buscemi is using this ointment for everything. Well, he's a doctor and a dentist and a barber. Yeah, it's it's the guy from... Almost Heroes. Yeah. Right, the barber from Almost Heroes is also a taxidermist and a dentist. Yep. So Steve Buscemi is trying to glue Harvey Keitel's head back to his body. <laughs> yeah, he has like a, just a giant jar that says ointment on it. Yeah. <laughs> he uses it for lip balm. And it's pretty upsetting. He puts his fingers up the borals. Boral. Boral. <laughs> up his butt and then it's like touching people's mouths not very funny but then nick swartzen says i wish you could do that on another head of mine because before i joined this gang i was in the texas stubbies so i think it's like the tip of his weenie hmm. yep. which is funny well it's annoying that they try to act like oh yeah we all did this thing in our gang and then he was in another gang where he cut his dick off but like then they all faked the eye thing so yeah. it's like they retread that too much yeah All right, so we got the left eye boys. We got um, the barber. Musical um, scene? You guys want to talk about... I think that that's the worst scene of the whole movie. Sure. I mean, I think we kind of touched on it already. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't know what we would talk about that still needs to be said. But if you have something, let's go for it. It's everybody at their worst. At, yeah. Including the characters that we said that we'd like because they're singing... And not singing funny things, and you're just oh, having Taylor to sit. Taylor sings pretty funny. Oh yeah, about three nipples. When I meet Paul. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> but that that is one of those scenes I'm where. I'm gonna say gold dang. He says that a lot. Yeah, yeah we I didn't even talk it. about the fact that he says gold dang all the time. I acknowledge it. 
So this is this is case in point one of those scenes what you're describing, Jimmy, where Adam Sandler is throwing others under the bus because he's clearly written this song. Yeah, this song has Adam Sandler all over it, uh-huh. and he's forcing all these people around him to to sing this stupid song in this movie. And all he's doing is jamming the hell out of a harmonica. He's he's the only one who doesn't sing, and he's the only one in it. He in sings this. at the end, but it's, it's serious. It's about that he misses his mom. Or That's whatever. true. Yeah. That's true. And he sings it in his Robbie Hart voice, doesn't he? Uh, yeah, he does. <laughs> it's it's just awful. Everybody's bad in it, even the people that we said were good. Luke Wilson sings. Terry Crews sings. Uh, Rob Schneider sings. It's it's bad. Yeah. And I hated it. That was the worst part of the movie for me. That was really hard to watch. I'm trying to pull up the lyrics, and it's really hard to... Most of it doesn't rhyme. And none of it is funny. I don't know why that's in here. Dude, for some reason, all I can find are the chords to it. Like, no one's <laughs> playing... What the fuck? Lyrics. What the hell's wrong with Who you Who is playing the guitar in that one? <laughs> Uh, I think Rob Schneider. Right, 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 right. And it's like yippee, yippee, oh. I can't tell because I can't find the goddamn lyrics. Yeah. It doesn't matter. I kind of don't want to relive it. Well, uh, there's a part that I want to mention, but. Okay. Is it about how he's going to ask his dad where babies come from and three nipples and gall day? All right, well, I guess this just isn't going to happen. It's amazing that you cannot find the lyrics to this song on the internet. Um, Good for us. <laughs> as a global society. <laughs> All right. Well, anyways, uh, yeah, that sucks. I do like that Chico's goal when he meets his dad is for them to play the piano with their dicks together. <laughs> like It's a stupid line, but it's a hilarious concept. <laughs> That's what he wants to do. Yeah, and like that he's that passionate about this thing that he can do, that he wants to do it with his dad. In his moment with Frank, when Frank says he's been known to tickle the ivory from time to time, is he talking about with his wiener? I don't know. <laughs> I kind of get the I sense mean, that he it, is. It might as well be. Like, <laughs> he does everything that all of his sons want him to do. I feel like we're we're sort of getting to the end, but I think we need There's to talk about... a lot of about, stuff we got to jump into. We got to talk about the poker game. We got to... We got to talk about... Nick Nolte, maybe? We have to talk about John Turturro, which is uh, my let, favorite let's scene Let's put that the for the end, because I think we all liked that scene. Okay. 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 Um, poker well, game? That's a poker game. So John Levitz hosts a poker game, and his guests there are uh, Custer, Custer, played uh, by David Spade. Yeah, yeah, and uh, Mark Twain, played by Vanilla Ice. Yeah, and a and then, pretty surprising standout, Wyatt Earp, played by Blake Shelton. Yep, I thought he was pretty funny in it. He was alright. I feel like we have to talk about this because stuff happens in here, uh, but we have like a Vanilla Ice dancing. Which is, I guess, supposed to be funny. I actually didn't have that much of a problem with it. Like, thought it was I thought it was understated enough that, like, it's crazy. So, like, a lot of the Sandler crew was very toned down in this. Um, Vanilla Ice is in a bunch of Adam Sandler stuff. And he was, like, I thought for sure he was going to rap in this. And yeah. he, like, gets, he gets right up against it and then just doesn't do it. And I liked that. I liked that, like, little tease. I was like, ooh, like, you're naughty, Vanilla Ice. 
mm. you know? <laughs> um, <laughs> but like, he's like, uh, when, when Rob Schneider says, like, that Chico is his entertainment for the evening's festivities, festivities, uh-huh. uh, and he says his name is Beardo Blanco. No, it was Bon... Blanco Beardio. Okay. Very good. My, my mistake. The guy's like, uh, Mark Twain, Vanilla Ice, goes, well, give me a beat. And, like, he starts, like, hip-hop dancing to the piano. But it's not funny. I mean, I laughed at it. I thought it was kind of funny. And I liked that he was doing that, and he's kind of, like, feeling it. And then um, David Spade is just like, all right. All right, yeah, mm, like, like more vocal. I don't know. It worked for me. Okay. I was like, it's ridiculous and very stupid, but like they didn't go as far as I expected them to, and so I appreciated that. Okay. I I, I mean, did. You knew they were gonna go a yeah. little bit with it, so it was like good for them for being restrained somewhat. I liked when Vanilla Ice went. Boom! I just dropped some satire on her. <laughs> yeah, they kept <laughs> dipping back into that. Because when Wyatt Earp shows up, he's like intimidating them. And then he's like, that was satire! I can't read! <laughs> yeah, he did do that too. Uh, <clears throat> I, I also like Wyatt Earp. He, he kind of thumbs over towards Don Don Diego and goes, who's this a-hole? <laughs> that was pretty good. That was pretty good. Yeah, I did like that a lot. There's a random part earlier in the movie where they go walking into somewhere and like a townsperson is like, who's this asshole? Yep. As soon as um, Adam Sandler, like when he starts his journey. Oh, before he meets any of his brothers? Yeah. He literally just hitched a ride with those random guys, Uh gets into town, is walking right in and someone yells out. That to him. Yes. Oh, <laughs> who's, who's this asshole? <laughs> I remember that. That's pretty funny. That was very funny. That's a funny thing to say. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> so th- there were some things at that uh, at the poker game that I thought were pretty funny, and John Levitz is just so He's good. Really good. Yeah. I really like so we first are introduced to his character. He's sitting at a desk and his wife, Whitney Cummings, walks in and she's like, hey, like I got a gift for you. It's a surprise, but I'm going to tell you it's like a one hour massage and something. And do you remember his response to it? I, I remember it. I laughed really hard, but I don't remember what it was. I remember the essence of it. I, Me too. I feel he like, like kicks her out of the room, right? He like chews her away. So this is what I need to get better at is I wrote down some lines that I liked, but I should have wrote down more. But the gist of it is he says like, yeah, I'm gonna look it. it up. Yeah, yeah. Actually, play it. I think it's I- worth it. That's a good speaker. I hope you like the gift I'm giving you for Valentine's Day, Ezekiel. I give you a hint: one hour massage, no charge. Oh, Susanna. You know what gift I'd really love? If you would just shut up! <laughs> Nothing ruins a good poker game more than a lady jabbering on and on. How romantic. <laughs> okay, so it wasn't as, as hard to figure that out as I thought. But he says, should I say it? Are we going to cut that from the audio? 
Or are you going to leave that in? You can leave it in. All right, well, then you guys heard it. Yeah. So. He, he's just got such a good presence about him, John Lovitz. Yeah. And it, and it adds, his costume in this movie <laughs> definitely adds to it with the really high swooped up hair. Yeah, <laughs> I like funny. that. Hmm. Anything else at the poker game? I, I thought there was more to talk about. Did you guys like Blake Shelton as Wyatt Not really. I mean, I didn't hate him, but, like, I thought that he was not getting that. The only other thing that I would want to talk about from this, sorry, I didn't care for him as much as you did. Mm -hmm. Um, But I thought it was a weird choice that they had Whitney Cummings turn on the piano. It's like a player piano that plays music on its own. Yeah. And she pulls Chico to her bedroom to like help her with something and like clearly to go get it on. What? Yeah, they were going to make love. She fell in love with him. That's and beautiful. it's yeah, it's nice. They got married first, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. Um okay. But uh they go bang and then at the end of the party after like Tommy comes in and they rob Wyatt Earp and everyone which is a weird choice also. Like, their whole thing is they rob bad guys. They're trying to do, like, a Robin Hood kind of thing. Yeah. These but people, they robbed Mark uh, Twain. Like, Yeah, these people aren't really you bad. Know, I don't know. Maybe Mark Twain's not a great person. I don't know him. But, like, not an ideal, like, this is the person you rob when you're trying to do, like, justice. Mm. I think. But so then Whitney Cummings walks back into the room with Chico's beard on her face and in, like, like her a under bodice. And, yeah. Like, underwear. And she's like, what did I miss? And it's like, That's wow, the punchline. Like, that's your whole character. Like, you you only existed in this to be told to shut up and then to seduce the black man and cheat on your husband. Yep. All right. You guys just went and put and, that in. Yeah. And she's like, I don't really care for her, but she's like a like feminist comedian and is like often like on Joe Rogan talking about like political stuff. Right. And I was like, dude, really? Like, you took this role? That's that's, that's why I like what, what Shanley described of just, like, Adam Sandler's friends just getting together on the weekends, just throwing this together. That's why it seems that way. Because, like, it doesn't seem like anybody... Like, the, the decided question. if they wanted to be in this movie. Yeah. It's like, they were just, they all were there, and they were like, oh, you want me to say that on camera? All right, I'll throw that out one time. Like, whatever. Yeah. It very much, like, no my... thought would I thought... <laughs> With the exception of Taylor Lautner, I thought to myself about every actor in this movie, why would they do this? <laughs> yep. I don't really want to talk about Nick Nolte. I really liked him. I did too, but... I thought he was pretty cool. I feel like he really reminded me of Tom Waits in... B- Ballad of Buster Ballad Scruggs. Of Buster Scruggs. I feel like the they were very similar vibes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I he turned he out cool. to be a villain. He did, which is how fine. do we feel about that? I mean, it makes sense. Like, he's got a whole bunch of sons all over the place with different mm. people who he didn't take care of, and he is like a notorious criminal. Yeah, it adds up. I was kind of disappointed, though. I kind I of was a little bit, but it's also like I think on the second watch, I was like, they should have seen that coming. Yeah. Also, his plan is stupid. So just, I don't want to talk about him a whole lot, but I did have notes on that. So he fakes a kidnapping to inspire his son to go get money to rescue him. Mm -hmm. But he gives his son, like, a clue 
to like look in the pine trees like he's like he makes it seem like he's he's lying to the gang that he used to run this gang they come they want some money from him he says that he's going to show him where it is then he says goodbye to his son and he's like it's in the trees mm. or something yeah and so then Tommy's like digging around and there's like a whole bunch of holes everywhere like in that movie with Shia LaBeouf there were holes in Shia LaBeouf in the movie but not real holes mm. like fake holes yeah. um no aliens sure like already already there I'm lost like why did you give him like a fake clue to like waste time looking for yeah like, I think they, treasure uh, hidden somewhere but then he goes he does what I guess the dad wanted he goes and gets all this money goes and finds them he has the money hands it over and like the dad's just gonna be like oh I have to go do some other stuff now see you later and like leave and then go rejoin up with his gang and have the money that's the whole plan yeah mm-hmm but then they're like, we oh, we have 50000 more dollars. I don't understand when they did that. I was surprised by it. They got the 50000 got robbed by the Left Eye Gang when they were, like, in the pool or the little pond thing. <clears throat> oh. Yeah. The Left Eye Gang took that money, and then they caught up back with the Left Eye Boys when they were all buried, buried and they still had the money. And well, but when did they go get more money? When they robbed the poker game, the poker game yeah. was huh. it so was after, a fifteen thousand dollar buy in for each of the players. So and after the Left Eye Boys robbed them, four players. Four players. Okay, they so, thought they needed more money, so that's why they go to the poker game. Okay, so then so they're like, we have fifty thousand more dollars, so you don't have to go do that other stuff. You can come to my wedding, and they were gonna just give the dad that money, right? Right. To go to their wedding. So why didn't he just do that and take the money? Because he, wa- he wants to get them to be a part of his gang at that point. And so then he says, okay, like, I want you guys to join the gang, calls his group back over, and they say no. And that also confused me because I was like, you guys just robbed people for over $100,000 in like a week. Like, I know you guys aren't necessarily trying to be criminals, but, like, yeah. you know, why why can't you just keep being, like, Robin Hood folks with this gang and, like, go keep taking from and be with bad people? And so, like, that was weird that, like, none of them were down to do that. Well, I think the whole essence was they were trying to be, like, Robin Hood kind of criminals where they are doing something bad, but for a good reason— they wanted to save their dad, so finding out that their dad was actually conning them or, you know, I part guess. of it, it's, it changes the whole thing to be like, oh, no, we don't want to just be criminals. I don't know. I mean, they all turn to a life of crime pretty quickly to me, then, like, me, be all stuck up about it's it. It's the half-baked scenario. We're not drug dealers. We're fundraisers. Maybe it's that kind of thing. I guess, man, but... Yeah. All right, well, that's all I had to say about that. There was that scene when Nick Nolte is really trying to gain the forgiveness and the affections uh, of Tommy at the beginning, and this turns out to be a ruse. But it's very boring, and he's about to say something really interesting, and it has something to do with cherry pie. Oh, yeah. It's uh, someone ran into someone who's going to share their like secret cherry pie recipe and then like i leaned in because i was like oh this is 
like I'm, I'm kind of in for this story and then it dissolved it <laughs> was a lot like in Jaws 4 when we were interested in the story that um, that, that Hoagie was Hoagie telling was gonna tell. <laughs> yeah I was like you guys cut out the, the most interesting part of this whole thing sucks yeah okay well Shanley what were your thoughts on Frank's character um I think he was a good character like I think I didn't see the twist coming mm-hmm and I don't know if I just Didn't zoned care. out and was just like, oh, okay, that's happened. I don't care to try to, like, figure out what's going to happen. I'm just letting it yeah. happen to me. Just waiting for the movie to be over. Yeah. But um, I think he was good. He was. I think I liked him when he was just the dad. And then when he was the villain, I think he was still kind of a likable villain. Mm. And, I mean, like, he did a good job playing the villain. Yeah. He's kind of the only one who's doing really, real, like, genuine acting in this movie. Yeah, I I agree with that. Everyone else seems kind of more of, like, a caricature or a stereotype or mm-hmm. some kind of exaggerated character, and he's just yeah guy in a western. Yeah. Yeah. Because even, even, like, uh, Danny Trejo, who's his whole, like, persona... In acting as hammy over the top, but in this movie he does that, but poorly. He does his like over the topness, over the top to the point where it's like a lampshade on a lampshade. I feel like also he played such a small role, mm. so we had to get his character from the little bit that we did see. For him. Yeah, what are you laughing about over there, Jim? I'm just getting ready for the crown my jewel, most exciting part of the podcast. Why don't you take us in? Abner Doubleday. Yes. So (laughs) one of the many random like side stories in this uh, is we run into the whole gang is walking around and they bump into John Turturro's Abner Doubleday with a whole bunch of like Chinese Chinese like laborers, I assume. Yeah. And he's teaching them. A game that he invented. A sport, yeah. Uh, a sport that he invented, uh, which is uh, you play with a stick or like a bat. You and run from plate to plate. You run to from plate. plate to plate, and you you hit like a. I think it's a fully stitched brown really? ball, like a ball. Yeah. yeah. And he calls it, of course, Shanley. Sticky McSnickens. <laughs> 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 yeah. Um, Obviously. <laughs> we have this ball and these bases, and you hit it with this sticky. What are you going to call it? Well, of course. What else is there to call it? <laughs> sticky McSnickens. We laughed on that. That woke you up, I think, Shayla. <laughs> and then we rewound it and rewatched it and laughed Dude, again. This scene was amazing. Like, if this was in. Auntie Donna or Key and Peel or whatever. It's like a sketch. It would be like yeah. an all time, like. Top notch classic sketch is so silly, and I but think that's kind of why it did so well. Is none of this is related to any part of the movie besides like you could have cut this out. It exists yeah. in its matter. own universe. It's yeah. perfect. Yeah, but it was great. Yeah, like I don't even know if any of the main cast was even actually in this scene. Like it could have been like doubles, and I wouldn't have really <laughs> yeah. noticed. I don't think they didn't even talk. It's just, they're just there. I mean, there's some back and forth, yeah. but like, 
Yeah, it was amazing, dude. Yeah, like Auntie Donna, or it was really like a Monty Python or even like Mel Brooks sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I just love that it's just watching Abner Doubleday kind of invent as he goes along the rules of baseball. And it's all just very petty. Because yeah. he's <laughs> I mean, it starts off right off the bat. Oh, like right a, off the sticky. <laughs> he goes, um... Welcome, my friends, to the first ever playing of a new sport, a sport of my own devising. On this field, two 10-person teams will engage in a battle of... And then one of the guys says, there's only 18 people here. He goes, two nine-person teams will engage in a battle of strength, speed, and strategy. One team will go out onto the field to play defense, while the other team will take turns hitting this ball with a sticky. <laughs> and I was just like, dude, I'm already in. And uh, just all the stupid, weird technical, <laughs> yeah, yeah, rules like, for baseball. He, the strike zone. He makes up the infield strike fly. zone. And he says it has to be between my knees and my titties. <laughs> <laughs> well, he keeps changing the rules, right? Yeah, because like, it was benefit himself. They're supposed to throw it twice, and he says, "I said three times." <laughs> yeah, and then they He's throw like, it again, and then he says, "It wasn't in the strike zone." Yeah, and then he goes, "And if you throw it poorly like that." Four, Four times, times I get on a bit on a base without even hitting the ball, uh-huh. and then so Tommy's getting irritated. He throws the ball really hard, hits him, and he goes, "Actually, I, he's like, ow! I get on base for that too." Yeah. And, then, and, then while, and then while Tommy is trying to pitch, he keeps sneaking to the other bases. He goes, "What are you doing?" But like, I'm stealing. Yeah. I'm stealing bases. Um, he says, "He says I stole the base. You weren't looking, so I stole it." He says, <laughs> he said, uh, you, you said you could only advance after you hit the ball. He said, not when you're stealing. It's <laughs> very and then silly. The, the shortstop says that's cheating. And he goes, okay, shortstop. Because <laughs> that's like, your name for now. Yeah, he starts insulting him by calling him shortstop. It's very good. Yeah, that scene was amazing, dude. Like, that was one of the best things. That was the best thing. I mean, yeah. it was one of the best things ever. It yeah. was definitely the best of this movie. So weird too. <laughs> so I also weird like to that find at that. the end, like Herm hits it really far away, and he's like, "Okay, well, I'm not gonna go get that." So you just, just run go all home. the way yeah. home. It's a home runner. Uh, and he's like, "All right, I'm gonna get a cool drink, and uh, then we'll start the second half." And he's like, no, I think nine innings is enough. <laughs> so I was like, dude, like every time they did something in this, I was like, yeah, why the hell is that how baseball works? So it's it was, a, it was a genius yeah. sketch. Yeah. I love that. That was good. And I like, he's like, okay, well, before you guys leave, do you want to line up and <laughs> shake hands and say, say good game? games? <laughs> and Rob Schneider says, no. <laughs> <laughs> That scene was great, dude. That was so fun. Uh, I also like that he's wearing like an A's jersey. (laughs) This is for Abner. Yeah, that's what that's for. That's hella funny. (laughs) Pretty good, pretty good. But that there was still like another forty-five minutes to go after that. Oh yeah, if they just cut off the other hour and fifty-five minutes of this movie, like it would have been great. If if they just kept that part. (laughs) Yeah. Our, uh, for the record, our first time check was 20 minutes into the movie. And it felt like 40. Like an oh hour, yeah. Do you remember what you said at one hour and nine minutes into the movie? I remember we checked it at like 55 minutes, something like that. 
and then me just fighting to stay awake, but also just being so painfully like bored, but also just like uh, in pain from what we were watching. And I think you were calling me calling me <laughs> out on falling asleep. And then we get to like what what is it? An hour I, and ten I minutes? I have I have a Shanley quote. <laughs> Go for it. That last ten minutes was effing hell. <laughs> she screamed that. <laughs> That's what I was referencing. Yep. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, any popcorn things to bring up or quotes? I think we mostly covered everything that I wrote down. I wrote down long necks at one part, and I don't know why. Is that related to anything? No, Thanks. I have no it idea. sort of rings a bell. I remember Whatever. writing that, and then I remember looking at that and being like, "Why did I write that?" <laughs> and I just left it in. I, that just makes me think of uh, Till Before Time, Man Before Time, Man Before Time, Long Necks, Tree Horns don't play with long necks. Hmm. Tree Horns, Three Horns. Mm-hmm. Okay, I have some quotes. Screaming Eagle says, "Sometimes the white man speaks the truth, like one in twenty times." <laughs> Maybe 25. <laughs> that was pretty funny. <laughs> I liked that. And there's um, a woman who runs a hotel where Tommy is, is staying. And she was like, you remind me of an outlaw that I used to know. His name was Frank. And she's telling him about all the different places where she's had sex with Frank in the room he's staying yeah, like in. On that bed and on that dresser and on this railing. And she said, on this railing in a handstand. And she goes, he goes, you knew my father. He loved to laugh. And to have handstand sex. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Yeah, it was good. Old Mexican lady saying that. That was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Do you think any of the old Mexican ladies in your life have had handstand sex? <laughs> I hope not. But probably, right? Hmm. <laughs> That's it. That's all of my notes. That's... <laughs> <laughs> Shanley, anything you want to bring um, up? So I have a quote that's not very good on its own, but I think in t- context it made me laugh. It's after Steve Zahn poked out his eye f- to mm-hmm. join the Left Eye Boys. And I think it's Will Forte, but one of them goes to put the eye patch on him and <laughs> accidentally <laughs> touches oh, yeah. his Will eye Forte. hole and says, Ugh. Oh, I touch his hole. I touch the hole. <laughs> <laughs> he like his thumb like slips into it. Yeah. <laughs> so gross. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Oh, another one. Kind of stupid, but I liked when they're going to inf- infiltrate the poker game. Um, their signal to get out of there is the, like, Home Alone, like, <laughs> surprise face. Was it funny when David Sp- Spade says, I make that same face when I put on cologne? No. Especially when I'm home alone. Is that funny? No, it wasn't I funny. I so. It was terrible. Hmm. David Spade wasn't very good in this, so. Luckily, he wasn't in it for very long. Yeah. But freaking everyone's in this movie. Yeah, I, I noticed that, like... I had to stop taking notes because they would just jump from character to character and scene to scene so often. Yeah. That, like, I'm missing parts of the movie because, yeah, there's yeah. just too much. I can't believe Henry Winkler wasn't in this movie. Hmm. He would oh, have yeah. been a welcome ad- addition. He could have been, like, a sheriff or something. Yeah. That would have been really good. Did you um, have a quote you were pulling up, Jim? Lil Pete says... 
No. Uh, I finally have a girlfriend, and she's much prettier than a cantaloupe. Oh, that was pretty good. Yeah. I also liked when... Um, if you keep reading off PD, Pete says, dang you, dude. Um, <laughs> You're trying to end on a good note. He says, you're robbing the bank. Gall dang. Oh, that was pretty good. Yeah, wasn't it? It's a classic Lil' Pete line. Well, my vote for the best quote in this movie is, the last ten minutes was effing hell. <laughs> that's, 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 that's the best quote. The best quote in the really movie. Is. <laughs> so that's my vote there. Yeah, I mean, minor ones that we already said. I'm not good at keeping a secret quote to not say until the end, so. I usually ruin that for you. You always do. Pretty much every week, you, know, <laughs> you find a way to say it. You um, can't keep it secret. Keep it safe. safe. Um, I, I don't try to keep them to the end. There's just some of them that don't come up. Like, he likes to laugh and have handstand sex. That's not something that fit in with the rest of the, the stuff that we talked about. Yeah. I think that the ones... It's either something from Sticky McSchnickens, <laughs> or it's one of Chico's lines about being part black, because those really spoke to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Are, are we the first people you told you were part black? You're the first people I told I was part white. Wow. <laughs> Shanley, Keeping that dark Shanley was devastated. <laughs> I've been trying to escape this my whole life. Okay. Oh, damn, we gotta do rankings. Oh, hell yeah. Where do I put this? <laughs> <laughs> I kind of oh, wanted to... Does... Go ahead. Does Sticky McSchnickens count? Because I will definitely rewatch that. Oh. Like, no, so no. does that count as... Okay. Because there was another movie that we talked about where we're like, oh, we'll definitely rewatch scenes, but not the movie. I forget which one it was. I think it was Song of the South. When I like if we could call. cut out just the animated, you know? Damn, Shanley. Are you upset with yourself? I am. Like, I tried I just to shot stop myself this. In the foot. I, I tried to stop this, and Matt just fucking shoveled that coal right into your engine. I was engines. so excited, like, too. Like a sharpened spoon. <laughs> <laughs> I think also having it be the only free option, like, there was just. It kept you stu- Filipino. <laughs> Jeez. Because if it, if it wasn't oh for that, gosh. I was really leaning towards just go with it. But then it's like, really, three ninety nine to rent? Eh, just, the ridiculous so six doesn't sound not. that bad. It's I thought it would be something that okay, no, it's not like critically acclaimed, but like audiences are like, like oh stupid, yeah, yeah, that was kind of fun. It was definitely worse. And it was a lot worse. I feel like as soon as it started, like, three minutes in, I already knew. I'm like, I regret this already. Well, the first scenes is the worst stuff in the movie. It's the Adam Sandler magic stuff. It felt like he was taking himself super seriously. Yeah. And it just set the tone for, like, oh, is is this, like, serious? This is rough, dude. Where to put it? Like, I really, I, I didn't do it, and I said I would. So, like, tomorrow, Shanley, I need you to just tell me to redo my rankings. Okay. But, like, there's movies that I am not sure, but there's there's ones that are, like, lower on my list that I know I have to put above this. And it's just like, oh, no, this is getting difficult. Here's where I'm at. I'm just going to talk through it real quick. Okay. I'm looking at things like 
Pup Star Better Together at number 17. And uh-huh. I'm like, would I really rather watch Pup Star than this? And I'm not looking to you guys to give me the answer to that. But that's a question I'm asking myself. But then I'm looking at Birdemic Shock and Terror at number 20. And I'm like, I would rather watch Ridiculous 6 than that again, right? And I really, like, I don't know where to put this, dude. Like, there is... It's tough. This is... It's uh, it's difficult. I'm making a decision. And... That's just the way it is. Yeah, in order to accommodate this one, I'm having to change some things around, too. Dang, we've watched 27 movies. Are you going to fix it right now, or are you just going to go with it? I, I made some uh, some adjustments. How do you do 27? 26? Yeah. 26. I think it's because I just hit enter. I'll share my ranking since you guys are still working on yours. I mean, I'm not going to redo mine right now, so I'm good. But You're yeah. good with the placement of it? I yeah I'm, I made a commitment but you go okay number twenty two the ridiculous six I have it beneath Brokeback Mountain and above Time Trap so suck it Ariel uh, <laughs> <laughs> there are some your things... list sounds hella weird we've watched a weird array of movies those movies Time Trap and Brokeback Mountain you say. Brokeback Mountain is above Ridiculous 6. Ridiculous 6 is above Time Trap. Time Trap's above Russell Madness. Brokeback Mountain and Time Trap are both in my top 10. Sick. How are those both in the 20s for you? Brokeback Mountain is long and sad. So but I don't want to. good. It. Yeah. I know. But. Sometimes you just want to watch something sad. Never. Sometimes I never want to watch. watch... Sometimes you just want to watch a man spit into his own hand and then insert himself into another man's butthole. Sometimes you do, but not as often as I want to watch Shaq gird himself in metal. (laughs) It's not as often as you want to watch two long-lost sister puppies (laughs) sing their way to the top. Where the hell is that one on mine? Oh, jeez, that one's way too high. I feel like... I would think if you came up to me and you were like, hey, man, I'm bored. Do you want to watch Pup Star <laughs> together? I would think that's way weirder than if you said, hey, man, you want to watch Brokeback Mountain? <laughs> yeah, I get that. <laughs> We've oh. crossed a threshold with these movies. Um, <laughs> not unlike Jack Twist crossed a threshold. Um, where the data is way too complicated. Like, the experiences of these movies are so different. It's really hard to rank them together. Um, but I think, more or less, I'm happy with placing The Ridiculous Six. Not at the very, very bottom of the list, because there are some things that I did kind of... <sighs> the movie was so dang intolerable. It's very hard for me to say so that there were things... So dang that... intolerable? No. Oh. <laughs> Lil uh, Pete. <laughs> Dude, we should name the baby Lil Pete. No. If he has three nipples, I'm putting that on the paperwork. There's no stopping me. Middle name. <laughs> little name Pete. Middle name Pete. I said little name Pete. God dang. <laughs> uh, there are some parts of this movie that I do actually like, which I'm embarrassed to admit. But time trap is a waste of time trap. Russell Madness. Time Trap was fun. It was a waste of time. 
Highlander 2 made me feel sick because it was so awful, and Leprechaun 4 and Force is, is the worst. It's the worst movie ever. <laughs> so I, I would rather watch Ridiculous 6 than, than those ones. So 22 for me. All right. Uh, I'm ready to go. For me, I, I don't see it changing very much when I redo my rankings, but today it landed at number 20. Interesting. It is, I would rather watch The Phantom than The Ridiculous Six, and I would rather watch Ridiculous Six than Birdemic Shock and Terror. I would hella rather watch Birdemic than this. Wow. I, what I really struggled oh, with it's is... It's so difficult. It's The Ridiculous Six at 20, 19 is The Phantom, 18 is No Dessert Dad Till You Mow the Lawn, and 17 is Pup Star Better Together. <laughs> and I honestly think... And then 16 is Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. And I think I would rather watch The Ridiculous Six than No Dessert Dad, Pup Star, and Scary Stories, but I would rather watch The Phantom than Ridiculous Six. So, like, I need to reshuffle need workshop, these. Yeah. I feel the same way. I am unsatisfied with my list. It might, this movie might move slightly up the list into the, like, late teens. Mm. But it's not moving much. It's, it's staying between 15 and 20 for sure. Okay. Very good. Shanley, as the chooser of this movie. Oh, wow. Um, so I three. think I <laughs> hypothesized this is going to be somewhere between 10 and 13. You know, I didn't think it was going to be great, but I thought it'd be like, you know, in the high, like middle, high middle. Yeah. And it is number 22 for me. It is the lowest ranked of movies that I've picked on, <laughs> in my rankings. Yeah, that's fair. So is it the lowest of Shanley's rankings that, that you've chosen, Jimmy? Okay. Um, Time trap this is lower for me. Wow. I don't know which ones Shanley picked. I don't keep and that Russell Madness. That's also yours. What What do you have below? Birdemic, Russell Madness, Highlander Two, The Muppets Movie, Leprechaun Four, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Russ, Russell, Russell Madness. Madness is a okay. Shanley. So that's the only one that is worse than okay. this. Okay. So I have, for me, this is my lowest. I would rather watch Russell Madness than The Ridiculous Six. And I would rather watch The Ridiculous Six than Leprechaun... No, sorry. Leprechaun <laughs> 4 in Spaforce. Hell there, yeah. Good pronunciation. Well done. That's my wife. One day I want to hear Shanley go, Well, the Tomatometer score for Leprechaun 4 in Spaforce. <laughs> oh my god. I was going to try to follow up with that word. And I was like, no, 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 no. Ended on a high note. I remember when we watched that movie. <laughs> no, I will, I will not say that word. That was a movie. That's great. Yeah, we watched uh, it. <laughs> okay, what? It sort of a fun experience, except okay. for the parts um, that sucked. You were so on board for this. I really was. You were more excited for this than Shanley. Oh yeah, I admit that. That was disgusting. I yeah. I knew this was going to be bad. I mean, I this remember... has a tomatometer of zero, dude. Yeah. Adam Sandler. I mean, he's done a lot of bad movies, but like a zero, like this is woof. Is I... the only other zero that we have Highlander two? 
There might be some that are like unranked. No, does her dad didn't have a tomatometer? Mm-hmm. Were you about to say something, Shanley? I was gonna just see if there are any other Adam Sandler movies that get a zero. A zero on what? Um, the tomatometer. Whoa! She's learning the language. <laughs> Dude, you're like the uh, white knife. <laughs> <laughs> if you had to be one, if you had to be one of the brothers, Jimmy, who'd Come you on, be? Come on, bro, Chico, all day. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Play the piano with my dong. Have my mom's muscles. <laughs> have your mom's muscles. That's yeah, Jack and Jill, three percent. Hell yeah! <laughs> and then he was a executive producer on The Master of Disguise, which got one percent. Ooh, that is not surprising. But oh, also, uh, one of my sisters today insisted that we watch Grease Two. Oh, jeez. I started a discussion on our group text about what the best song from Greece was. And uh, that turned into that I apparently need to watch Greece too. It looks bad. It sounds bad. I'm not interested. Apparently really it was like, a hit at the time. Though. I don't really like Greece. I like Greece. I mean, it's fine. What's I would the best, never put it what on. What did you say is the best Greece song? So it was because we were somewhere. Where I heard it. I think we were at um, Walgreens and they were playing Grease by Frankie Valley. Grease is the word. (laughs) And I love that song. Like, that beat is super fun. I feel like it's kind of got like a. It's got move, it's got tiger kind of vibe to it. (laughs) Very good. Yeah, um, I really like that song. And so I didn't know. I listened to a bunch of the soundtrack because we were. My dad turned it into a top five thing. I said, I think Grease by Frankie Valli, Grease is the Word, is the best song from Grease. And he said, not even the top three. Then he said, number one, Summer Lovin'. Number two, Grease Lightning. Number three, Sandy. Number four, I Got Chills, which is not what it's called. Um, That's the other one that I want. And then number five, he said, is between Grease and We Go Together. Alicia said, number one, you're the one that I want. Number two, beauty school dropout. Number beauty three, school dropout's dope. <laughs> like that song. Number four, look at me, I'm Sandra D. Which I feel like is a song that only girls like. I feel Watch like gr- it. girls like that hey, song. Hey, I'm Doris Day. So Get then I came up with my top five. Off my silky drawers. <laughs> oh my god. Wow, I didn't know you knew that. That's crazy. What about the Russia, Russia, Russia? Get the new one pan. Let's do teeth. Do you know Greece hell well? <laughs> Apparently. Yeah. I know those things. Um, so my top five was Greece. You're the one that I want. You are the Grease one. Grease Lightning. Beauty School Dropout. And we go together. Like. Like, shoop, shadoop, shadoop, do bop, ba do, we do. <laughs> Very good. Um, uh, there's another song called Alone at a Drive In Movie that doesn't have words, it's just like music. And that's actually the best song from the movie. It's super cool. Um, and then there's a whole bunch of songs that play at the dance, apparently. That are by Shanana. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of those songs are hella cool too. Really? But I feel like 
they don't count as like Grease songs. You gotcha. Know? But sometime I need to make you listen to those because I think you'll really dig it. Cool. Very Anyways, cool. did we buy you enough time to get to the? Were you looking up more Adam Sandler trivia? Oh no! Oh, no. I thought you were working over there. I'm trying to something. Time for another. It's my second. time, baby. It's my spin Little pup, you Judah. The puppy, mommy. <laughs> Right. Have we brought that up on this podcast? I don't know. You want to talk about it? My kids opened up the Spin the Wheel app and created a wheel that just just says yes and no, yes or no, all over the place. Just rotating. And the title of that wheel is Leo Pop, You Mommy. It's actually Loe Pop, You Mommy. <laughs> oh, excuse it's me. Capital L, lowercase O, capital E, lowercase Pop, You Mommy. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's like one of those things when I talk to my son and I go, "What does that mean?" He goes, "Little puppy, and mommy." Yeah, it's like a mommy and little pop. <laughs> like, yeah. right? You know when you little pop, <laughs> mommy. <laughs> <laughs> he had a uh, this thing that he used to carry around with him. It was this large branch that had fallen from a tree, and he painted it and tied strings to it, and he'd carry it around. You wrapped a big rubber band around. It. Like, Did you is- add the things to the wheel that mm-hmm. I sent? Nice. Yeah. Sorry. Continue the story. And he called it the real stick. I was like, why is this the real stick? And he goes, oh, because it's a stick and it's real. It's the real stick. Not helping me, kid. <laughs> Give me that. And I threw it on the roof. He's got to learn, right? Yeah, of course. <laughs> Say, let pop the you stick. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jim. Y'all ready for this? Yes. What Come you, on. Any, any requests? Venn diagram. Who's got a request for me? Tell Daddy movie what you want. Movie jar. Movie <laughs> jar. I want movie jar too. I miss that. That was a good spin. Ooh! Wow, I'm excited about this one. Is it new? Wow. I think so. I think it's a first. What is it? Sequel to movie we've never seen. Cool. <laughs> That's going to be fun. <laughs> this is a funny one. <laughs> okay. Um, All right. I am going to... So this is... Does it... Like, none of us can have seen this movie? That was bad words. No, like, I mean, does none that have to be a... None of us can have seen this movie? <laughs> Your name is Your Lettuce? Name is lettuce? <laughs> All names of that is dickhead. <laughs> uh, Dude, that does is it the have like thing. in or, your nominees? Do you have to check with us and see if we've seen these? Movies? No. So here's how it's gonna go. Okay. I'm going to come correct with a list of probably like ten movies. Okay. And I will then read off the list, and movies shall be eliminated as you guys say that you have seen. The first movie in that franchise Oh, okay, cool That's that's a smart way to do it So I'm still getting all of the creative control Gotcha Well, might I suggest Twitches, too? No, you may not And that will not be in it Shanley, have you seen Twitches? I think I have uh, Okay, cool This is gonna be fun So I gotta find a movie that we haven't seen And then find from movies we have not seen 
movies that have sequels. Like Flicka 3. Mm. <laughs> That's a great example of one. What the hell is that? Is it the dolphin movie? No. Is it no. a horse one? It's a horse movie. It's huh. a horse. <laughs> what about the... There's like a bunch of those movies where a dolphin gets a prosthetic tail. I think it's called like... Dolphin, dolphin tail. tail. <laughs> yeah. Dolphin tail too? You guys in? Yeah, there's, there's multiple of those. Mm. I remember I was at uh, Target one day. This was like in like 2009 and I was like... What the heck is Flicka? And I was like, that's the ugliest name of a movie I've ever seen. It's about a horse. And then I proceeded to look at the, like, bottom row sequentially, like, one at a time. The one directly beneath that was Flicka 2. And I was like, they made a sequel. What is this? And then, and then the third the bottom to, row to the ground was Flicka 3. It's like, wow. Flicka, Flicka, Flicka. Then I watched them all. All right. Well, then I can't pick that. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, how about... Okay. Can you guys... Can you think of anything, Shanley? Can you think of something that you think we have not seen that has sequels? Hotel Transylvania 3. I've seen... I've seen one. Yep. I've seen one and two, probably. They're not bad. Oh, my God! <gasps> Grown-ups! I've seen... The first one. Damn it, Matt. <laughs> this is going to be harder than you expected. No, it's not. I knew this was going to be hard. Um, I'm not saying we should change it, but should this have been sequel to a movie that the person hasn't seen? I think it's okay to interpret it as that. I think you should go for gold. Oh, I'm going to try yeah. to mm-hmm. aim for ones that we haven't seen, but I just was wondering. Okay, cool. Hmm. I would like to come up with at you, least one dude, you could do one option first. Spy Mate. Because it's a sequel to things that we've never seen. So we've never seen MVP or MVP or MXP. Ooh, I just thought of one that might work. You might screw this up. Oh, I don't know which one of you guys might screw this up. You both could. Okay, okay ready for this? Mm-hmm. Expendables 2. Seen the first one. Damn it, Matt. <laughs> yeah. Have you also seen it? No. Oh, okay. So Why? It's my dad. That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> this is a fun one. Okay. I'm really excited for this. Ooh, uh, The Secret Life of Pets. Boss Baby. I've seen Boss Baby. You've seen <laughs> Boss Baby. Uh, Jeez. Of course you have. Um, I've also sort seen, of seen Secret Life of Pets. I think I've seen part of the Secret Life of Pets. I've sort this is of hard, seen it. I feel like there's a lot of them. I'm looking at like a Wikipedia page is just going through different franchises. And I feel like the first ones are usually like... What a oh, weird yeah. Wikipedia page. <laughs> List of franchises. McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> Burger King. But like Transformers. I feel like once you get to the later ones, like, oh yeah, no one saw that, but everyone yeah. saw the first one. Mm. Fast and Furious. Pirates of the Caribbean. Shrek. Mm. You got this. There's all the big ones, too. So it's like... I'm sure you can pick like a, like one of those Sharknado movies. Or like those kinds of movies. You haven't seen Sharknado? No. Have you guys seen G.I. Joe... Franchise? None of those. No. That's a good one. Very good. We're getting more. I'm not getting you off, Matt. (laughs) (laughs) Don't say things like, I'm not getting you off. Fine, I'll get you off. (laughs) Is that what you wanted to hear? 
No. Are there two sisterhoods of the Traveling Pants movies? I think so. And I've seen the first one. Uh. <laughs> you can't throw out things like that. Shimmy's going to have seen them. Oh, you know what? I got to start leading into like black movies because you guys don't watch black movies. We're going to watch a Medea movie. <laughs> You've been yeah. threatening that for a really long time. <laughs> yeah, I've not seen any of those. Me either. I think that might be one of the only. Um, what's that movie? And it's a bunch of black dudes. And it's like a... One of them has glasses. Oh. <laughs> and it's a bunch of black dudes, and they're, like, middle-aged. Is it The Wood? No. It's, like, a series. There's, like... The premise of these movies is it's a bunch of dudes, and they, like, are, like, going on, like, a trip away from their wives. Wow. And it's Wild like Hogs. A, no. It's black I think, dudes. I think there's two of those movies, though. Yeah, but I've seen them. <laughs> <laughs> um... Okay, they go on trips? Yeah. That sounds awesome. <laughs> How would you look up, like, a bad description of a movie? <laughs> you need, like, a Shazam there, for parents. Is there a in it? Oh, that's, that's great. It's, like, it's like similar to, like, what's that movie where... <laughs> Damn, dude. <laughs> okay. You know that dude that you liked in the serial killer show with uh, Bacon? There's the light-skinned black dude, and he's the killer. Bacon. Kevin. Oh, okay. Yes, 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 yes. Um, that show is called The Following. Yeah, who's the light-skinned black dude? Um, I don't remember his name. Okay, so he's in movies, and he's in one movie where it's like, I think he's also in Barbershop. But he's in like a. He's the corn cornrow guy from Barbershop. Yeah. And there's a movie where he's like kind of like War Machine in Big Mama's house. Yeah, he's the, he's the dad. You know <laughs> yeah. what I'm talking about? Uh-huh. You do, right? Yeah. Yeah. And um, it's is he's kind of playing that role where you he's sound like, like a dementia patient. It's, it's, a, it's a family, and like there's like the bad cousin. And they have these two things, kind of like the dad from... <laughs> this is your mom trying to describe you. <laughs> so she has many, an excuse, So many though. bad descriptions bridging together to still not get to the destination. This guy. Yeah, that's My who I was picturing. Theory. Yeah, so... So what movies is he in? (laughs) Because some movie that he's in reminds Jimmy of the movie he's talking about. Yeah, I do the fastest I can't even tell you. Dude, we're we're getting close. I can feel it. (laughs) Oh my god. I don't know. I don't know what movie it's It's an old one. Is he, in, from, is he in Brothers? It's from like the mid 2000s and it sounds like there's a family. <laughs> it might be Think Like a Man 2. <laughs> Have you seen Think Like a Man? No. Okay, well then we'll just go with that. <laughs> is there a second one of those? Maybe. <laughs> oh, yep, there is. Yeah. There you go. That's a good one. All right. Take like a man, too. That's what we're watching. (laughs) (laughs) I like the idea of watching these movies and then having, like, a poor, like, 
catch up on what happened in the prior movie, so we're just like just trying to figure out what the hell happened. So what what I would like is whatever movie you choose, we're not allowed to read up on the first movie. So we oh, yeah. so we just have to kind of we and we'll try to guess what the synopsis of the first movie was before we go and read it. See whoever gets closest. Yep. And I think everyone has to write out at least like a bullet point outline of the first movie, <laughs> so you can't like back out of it. You need to have it written and own up to what you think the first movie was. That's good. Okay, I'm excited about this. Me too. This is gonna be good. I guess that'll do it for this week's episode. We'll catch everyone next week right here on the weekly watch wheel, where we'll watch. A, a sequel, sequel to a movie, movie we've, we've never, never seen. seen. Easy. Movie. <laughs> Great. See everybody. Thanks for listening in to the Weekly Watch Wheel. If you had as much fun as they did, be sure to subscribe, tell a friend about us, and maybe even leave us a review. Hit us up on Twitter at WKLYWatchWheel or via email at WeeklyWatchWheel at gmail.com. Bye. It's the weekly watch wheel.